like affecting the U.S. and like, mm-hmm. um, I was shocked to find out that I think it's thirty eight percent of Americans are obese, and then forty two percent are, um, or no, forty two percent are overweight. Th- are overweight. So that was like I might have that backwards, but that. So was, can we say that again. So okay, so if you take the population yeah. like as a hundred percent, and thirty eight percent are overweight and 42 okay. percent are obese okay and then state it depends on the state some states yeah. are healthier than others yeah. obviously but i thought that was all overlap mm-hmm. so i thought you know um whatever 38 percent of the 42 that were obese were just but no that's a separate classification separate classification yeah, yeah so we're like 71 percent or something like that yeah. which is mind-blowing insane yeah, and then insane. like i i noticed this um, I don't know if you noticed this because yeah. you've always been in shape. So, yep, yep, yep. Um, but like I'm in the gas station yesterday mm-hmm. getting my normal energy drinks <laughs> fixed. <laughs> and, um, you know, technically by the BMI, I'm considered overweight. Yeah. So then I'm thinking, well, I wonder how many people are like me. And I'm in line and there's this woman in front of me. She's got to be 350 and she's probably maybe 5'7". Mm-hmm. And the guy behind the counter... Um, he is probably 250 pounds and he's 5'10, not muscle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then there's a guy over that parked his Cadillac right outside of the, like right, right outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's this, uh, he has this huge gut and he's tall, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like slim up top, but just this, I mean, like, it's like a really nasty gut. And then yeah. the people that are working behind the crown at Dunkin' Donuts are both yep. at least 40 pounds overweight, so yep. considered obese. Yeah. And I was like, wow, so um, out of six or seven people that are then in here, saw. we are all overweight or obese. Yeah. And uh, so then I, but you know, then I, I was talking with Chelsea about this on our drive, and I was thinking, yeah. how many people, you know, do you know what your, your, your BMI is based on your mm-hmm. height and weight? Uh, I've been calculating currently, but I've always, I've always fallen into the overweight category. Just because I have more muscle mass than mm-hmm. normal for my height, and um, so I've always fallen into the overweight category. So that is something I'm sure that's where you're going with it. Yeah. So, but my question but, is, so yeah, yeah, is how many people do you think yeah. are like us yeah. that we are not? They don't make an adjustment for the yeah. BMI scale because yeah. you think it's like it's got to be less than one percent. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it's very many. I think it's one of those things where you look at it from a, a very large scale, the population of the United States as a whole, right. or the population of a state as a whole, yeah. where there's millions and millions and millions of people. Like the majority, that BMI scale is going to be a pretty good indicator. I agree. Yeah, but on an individual basis, that's where I think like. Especially in like healthcare, like a lot of times if you go to the doctor, like if a physician isn't really not or every they're educated on it, but not really educated on it, right? This is a touchy <laughs> subject, right? Um, if they're not fully educated on it, they look at that number and they say, oh, overweight instantly without actually even looking at you. They're looking at their little chart, right? Your weight, your height, you're okay. Calculated BMI. Yeah, you're overweight. You're obese. But they're not even actually making that like personal connection. I think that, yeah. And right. I think um, that could that could be just a large scale issue with the healthcare system yeah. that we have in general that, um, to go back to yeah. what was firing me up, <laughs> that you noticed immediately, 
um, that medical doctors, I don't think a lot of people know this, but medical doctors receive less than 10 hours of nutritional training throughout yeah. all of their undergraduate yeah. and their, you know, their doctoral, mm -hmm. whatever, um, which is mind blowing yeah. because we have all these different divisions for doctors, mm -hmm. uh, ear, nose and throat, um, mm -hmm. you know, plastics, um, then you have the actual obesity doctors, all these, yeah. all these people. Yeah. And they have less than that. Yeah. Be, hopefully the obesity doctors have, I think yeah. I know that the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the board certified yeah. obesity doctors have more education, but yeah. But that's like, a very small, small majority, or, and especially when, like, going back to the large statistics that you were just talking about earlier, like, when you think of, okay, 70% roughly of the United States is either overweight or obese, fucking insane. right, and then most of the doctors, very few, very few doctors that go through school and, like, go through, and obviously there's different specialists and stuff like that, but just general practitioners, like, don't have that education when 70% of their patients, if we're looking at it from a statistical standpoint, yeah. are going to be have, you know, they're overweight or obese, which increases, you know, chances and risk factors for a million different, I mean, we could go down a list of 50 different things that it increases the risk of in their lifestyle related yes. causes. Which is, it's almost mind numbing yeah. to think about that eating fewer calories, such a simple thing, well, it's simple to say. It's challenging <laughs> yes. to do. Yes. Execution um, and theory are always there. Exactly. Oh, thank you. That's good. I like the execution theory. That'll be a good soundbite for us later. There we go. Like <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. So, like, when you were in school, high school, mm -hmm. did you get any education? Into a nutrition stuff, anything, like just anything. like eating healthy, and yeah, shit like or that. moving more, or like Gosh, anything like that. Trying to think back, um, I think I may have had like one like semester of like a health class. I think one that year. was an elective, though. Yeah. It was, I think it was an elective. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I think it was like freshman year of high school or something, like 14 years old, 15 years old, whatever you are, as freshman, right? So I don't remember anything from it, but. If I, like, looking back, I think it was a very wide variety of things. It wasn't really, like, nutrition, how to eat those kind of things. What and, about you? I'm assuming the uh, same for you. I'm trying to think. I don't yeah. think, I don't think, uh, the, my health cast was sexual education. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's probably that's, the big part that's of it was. pretty right? much. The birds and the bees. They're like, don't eat too much fast food and, you know, <laughs> try not to get anybody knocked up in high school. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. Like, All right, cool. And then I think we put a condom on a couple bananas and that was about Yeah, that's the class. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have no education going into it and then you figure yeah. if 70 percent of parents mm -hmm. are overweight or obese you know kids don't do usually they do what you tell them to a certain mm -hmm. extent yeah but they're going to do more what is modeled yeah right don't you think so i i actually i think it's more to an extent like when you're a kid i think you're going to do what you're going to like your parents kind of make you do right in most cases unless you're like a real rebel and right like, you okay know, in most cases like yeah. even if you don't want to like you'll kind of come around to it right um but i also think that there's there is kind of a genetic aspect of it coming from a, which is a big aspect um and i know there's been like twin studies done yes and 
that were kind of like initially done to kind of answer that question of, um, you know, is it nature or is it nurture? Yeah. And what they found out was that it was a lot of it did was actually, or excuse me, a lot of it was nature, not necessarily nurture. Like a very large percentage of the total, you know, influences and kind of how you become who you are are a lot more genetic than they are environment. What do you think? Okay. I don't I don't know I can't speak okay. to the percentage. Yeah. I know yeah. I've heard of this before. Yep. Yeah, and I don't remember the specific numbers or anything like I wanna say it was like, it was pretty high from what I remember, like sixty, seventy percent, but I don't want to say that without and like, I, actually looking at I it. I probably um pulled too much data from the Minnesota starvation studies mm-hmm. that were done. Yeah. Um Break that down for people. Who okay, so the, the it's not ethical to do this anymore. Um, <laughs> no. In fact, they, you probably shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is just it's not it's not good to do. I think I don't even know if we do this in rats anymore or anything like that. But so what it is is they took a um, group of individuals and they just put them on a very low, 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 low calorie. Do you remember what the specific number was? I mean, it, it was like it barely was, anything. It was barely anything. And so um, all the subjects lost an, ex- an incredible yeah. amount of yeah. weight. And, and they can, were all very obese, correct? Uh, I don't there know. A threshold? I can't remember I don't exactly. know if they were obese or not, okay. to be honest with you now. Okay. It's been a long time yeah. since I read it. I remember reading it, and I was like, they just starve people. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and basically could, the, the rundown is they took these people, locked them in yeah. an obesity ward or weight loss ward, I yeah. guess. And so they controlled everything. Everything. And then... Starved them and watched what happened. Yeah, they found um, like some subjects were actually kicked out of the study because they were eating out of the trash, <laughs> or um, like you might have a problem. It was really, really crazy. So I pull a lot of yeah. You think I'd be more familiar with it offhand yeah. if I pull a lot of data from? I guess I haven't talked about obesity in a while. Yeah, but, um, it's hard to remember those. So with the numbers. gene, there is um, there are genes that p- play a play a large factor into you know, um, people being overweight, I guess. I don't know if, if I would just, you know, say it's 60, 40. I, I don't know yeah, about I that. I don't know if you could make that distinction. Right. Um, I'm sure hopefully in the future we have better data yeah. on something like that. Of course, that'd be something for me to look into and we, we could probably revisit this yeah. now that we, you know, we need like a, we need like a person like, uh, like Jamie. Yeah. 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 Pull that up. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that for us. Yeah. I was just talking about out um, of our ass right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so all the subjects um, lost weight. Yeah. An, an incredible yeah. amount of weight. Um, of course, they were reversed out. I don't know if there was psychological help for them afterwards. <laughs> I, I sure I hope so. Was, but um, really brutal stuff. So, and I think that was, I, I'm pretty sure that was um, men. Mm-hmm. I think it was primarily Caucasian men. Yep. Um, and we know that... Um, Black Americans are more at risk for diabetes based yeah. on, you know... Yeah. Um, Black Americans, Native Americans. Native Americans. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is, like, is it socioeconomic, right? Because, right, which is, yeah. You know, as, especially when you look at, like, the Native American populations, um, you know, a lot of them are in very, very poor, impoverished neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, you know, and have reservations and drinking is big. And, you know, and just the nutrition overall, just because they're... Their kind of traditions, modern traditions, were based around not having like good things available. So that's why they fried everything. And, right. Like so, it's really interesting when you look into that. Like, okay, 
is this coming from, you know, the the socioeconomic or something else? It's probably both. Yeah, it's, 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 I think that's the answer to everything. Yeah, right? I think it's, it is too. It's, everything everything is always in the but, gray area, right? Well, uh, it's always, yeah. it depends. Yeah. I mean, if I could get a t-shirt that just says, <laughs> it depends. It depends, right? <laughs> just know. like, um, <laughs> any question. But it's, I do think genes play a role in yeah. it. <clears throat> but um, I can only imagine, like, let's say, let's say a kid's adopted mm-hmm. and he has the, you know, I don't, I want to, I don't want to call it the obesity gene, yeah. but he has, just for he lack has of... uh, um, natural tendencies that yeah. are going to cause him to carry more body fat. Him or her, whatever. Yeah. We'll go with him right now. And, um, you know, maybe be hungrier. Yeah. But he grows up in a family that's fitness, yeah. fitness oriented. Very healthy. Very healthy, you know, you know, like. Good quality foods. I would like to think that that kid would be, maybe yeah. he would still be heavy. Yeah. But I think from what we know now, based on calories yeah. that we've known for a while, since the bomb yeah. calorimeter was invented, yeah. um, a lot, most people can achieve a very low percentage of body fat if they eat fewer calories now some people have the metabolic adapt not adaptation but like i know alberto nunez eats like 17 calories per i think it's per pound that he weighs okay which it might be more i i I forget what exactly what it is it's an insane amount of calories he needs to eat to sustain his weight or to make gains he's such a big yeah, muscular guy. Yeah, but he's—I mean, he's actually—I think he's like five eight, but I think he, he walks around like two hundred five yeah. or so off so or something like that. Five but eight he's is thick. Yeah, thick guy. Yeah, a lot of muscle mass. But he needs to eat a lot, an insane amount of calories yeah. to gain weight. And he's putting a lot of work in too. Yes, and I think other people maybe other other opposite end of the spectrum where it doesn't take much. Yeah. So they get tripped up easy. So that would yeah. be a more uh, nature thing. Yeah. But I it do is, think. Go ahead. No, go continue there. I just think that. Um, like when you grew up, did you were you did you guys have dinner? Yeah, we had dinner like as a family. Um, I will say it was never like, never like super healthy things. Like, you know, I, I think my mom tried to have like you know we try not to get us to eat junk food all the time. Yeah. But like, I love junk food. I got a sweet tooth. Who doesn't love little junk Debbie food? cakes, You're man. Meant to love I used it. to annihilate those things. Yeah. I just probably didn't know about it, but <laughs> I did it, right? Um, but it wasn't like a very healthy like foods all the time. Okay. So it was a terrible life. But like so in your family, yeah. if you're comfortable talking about yeah, it. No, yeah. Um your immediate family, who's how, how many of them are overweight? Um so interesting. Um genetically. <laughs> um, on my mom's side of the family all of the men that I know of are extremely thin. Like, I mean, I think my grandpa, her dad died, you know, when she was young, so I never met him. Um, but from what I've been told and, like, seen pictures, he was, like, 150 pounds, you know, soaking wet as a grown man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the brothers and whatnot and, you know, great uncles, all those those kind of folks were all thin. Um and then on the other side of the family, kind of mixed. I would say half and half. Maybe. Okay. Um, so that I know of. you definitely don't have a seventy percent ratio of people that are that are overweight or obese. Um. No, probably not that high. Okay. Probably a little bit lower. Than what that. about your mom and dad? Uh, they're they're normal weight. Yeah. Okay. So I would. They may be a little. I mean, I don't know. Exactly. I, you know, I don't want to ask. Hey, Matt, what's your weight? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a great way to start Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
so for me, um, most of my family's overweight. Yeah. Um, but I love them dearly. Yeah. And the mashed potatoes are always fantastic. Great. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think um, if I was to look at it, I would say more than 70% okay. of my family's overweight. Interesting. Um, but they weren't when we were growing up having family dinner. Okay. Um, and we had, I think it was five nights a week at least, and then mm -hmm. we might get pizza on Saturdays. We yeah. weren't allowed to have pop in the house, though. Yeah. Were you guys allowed to have pop? For the most part, yeah. Okay. Um, again, I think my mom really tried to limit us. Um, so right. we weren't like sucking down Mountain Dew all the time, right? Because if it would have been Where about to teeth? us, like, <laughs> Mountain Dew mouth, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, which is um, almost as bad as meth mouth. I yes, think. exactly. Yeah. Just uh, not as tasty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so that's, I, I guess, I equate, and my dad is still thin, but he got heavy for a minute. But even though, but he's 6'3", or 6'1", six, yeah. six anyways now. And my grandpa was probably 250 when he passed at 93, yeah. but my grandpa's also 6'1". Gotcha. So he carried it well, guy, yeah. you know. Um, 5'8", 250. Right, different story. Yeah. Um, still, he could be all meat, you know, yeah. thick. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but my grandma has always been heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think about that. Yeah. And my mom's, my mom isn't, my mom's probably a little overweight. Mm -hmm. Not really. Yeah. Maybe she's not. Um, but I know that, you know, fortunately, my aunts and uncles, I think my uncle Pierre just lost a ton of weight, which is great, but he yeah. was having health issues. Gotcha. So it's almost like we don't put enough into the education. Yeah. Oh, I agree. hundred percent. And I think education, I think I would count that as preventative care. Oh yeah. I think a hundred percent. Before we get into that, though, I want to take a step back, though. For sure, yeah, yeah. To the genetics. I, I was I'm rambling. No, you're good. I, I, I want to go there, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I kind of meant by the genetic thing wasn't necessarily this person is going to, is set to carry more weight and be overweight. It was more of kind of a genetic thing from a habit-based thinking and, like, decision-making. We should go into um, that, too. Because I think that has a lot of impact as well and I think there definitely are people who are genetically predisposed to hold more body weight than others right that's a fact and I agree. know that right yeah. but I think there's also you know genetic differences in how how kind of our brains work around habit formation um, execution of them you know all of those kind of the kind of neuroscience side of things that I think is the reason why, yes, the Minnesota study from in the 50s or whenever it was, when they starved people, they lost a ton of weight. Why isn't this, why isn't everyone, you know, normal weight if it's that easy, right? But that's yeah. where it comes back to the habit things. And, and you know, who knows where that's coming from. But um, I think that's a big, big thing as well. What do you think? Habits are huge. Yeah. Um, I am constantly trying to work on mine. Yeah. Um, I was in, I get in a really good routine with something and then I just like sleep in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hear you. But habits are, habits are so big. Yeah. And I think, man, that is just the key to success. Yeah. Even if you, man, such small steps. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, so like, just an example. So I was in the habit of doing a 71 gram protein shake every morning. It comes mm -hmm. up to, it's like 200 calories, 71, 71 grams is like 55 grams of protein out of the way. 
Yep. Just because I'm never hungry, but I know that I need to hit that MPS. Yeah. Shout out to our, with our uh, muscle, yeah, muscle protein synthesis. <laughs> it's not really what it stands for, but it's do, it dual, <laughs> dual purpose. Um, uh, and I was in a really good habit of doing that, and then I just stopped. And, I, and, and one of the things that I learned about failing at that, again, for probably mm-hmm. the 15th time, yeah. is um, I like cold beverages. Okay. So if I put the protein shake in the refrigerator at night, <laughs> I'm really excited to drink it in the morning <laughs> okay. because I don't know if people know this, but whey protein, at least it, to me, mm-hmm. tastes different cold. Okay. So I, I mean, okay. that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah. And it's just it's just with water. Yeah. Um. We're still on along. Okay. Cool. Should be. Good. Um. But those little habits, like yeah. if I did that every morning. I would probably have better better muscle retention or gain a little bit more yep. lean mass over time. Yeah, being a natural athlete sucks, but when it comes to muscle gain, yeah. <laughs> when you're in your thirty, when thirties, late thirties, um, but that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, forming habits is absolutely huge. So, and I, but that's what I learned through that failure was that if I have that cold beverage and I prep it at night, and there's almost no effort for me to get yeah. it other than to reach in the fridge in the morning. Yeah. I get to ha- get I, I have it, yeah. and if I have my rock stars or my monsters on hand, mm-hmm. and those get to only be consumed after I do that protein shake, yeah. then the reward's huge. Right. And so, so you built that process and those habits, but I had to fail at it like but, a exactly. bunch of times. So right. I think I I was on a really good track. It seemed like a real pain mm-hmm. in the ass, and now I'm doing what's called um, I forget what the guy's name is that wrote that book, the habit book, but very good. Which one? Oh. There's quite a few. Power of habit. Yeah, maybe that's actually what I was gonna talk about here. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yellow cover. So then I think so. Yeah. Then I stacked with it, taking my multivitamin and my fish oil. Yeah. And my vitamin D. Yeah. Sometimes if I miss my vitamin D, I just take it all in a lump because it's yeah. fat, it's fat soluble, so you can do that. But so that wasn't working. So I failed at that part, but I was getting the protein shake down. Then I bought one of those pill dispensers yeah. that like old yeah. people have yeah like the sunday monday tuesday yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so you don't take the wrong day yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so now it's super easy now i just pop it open throw that in my hand it goes in with the protein shake yep and then i don't miss yeah so and you then i get rewarded with the, with your caffeine my caffeine <laughs> and, the and which is a cold beverage oh which is a cold <laughs> beverage so everything's cold well, that's super interesting i'm glad you brought up that book because i wanted to actually talk about that book too um anybody listening like if you're interested in this kind of stuff, it's called The Power of Habit. I don't remember the author's name either. Um, but a very good book, and it goes into the science of habits and just how, like you were saying, they are pretty much like everything, right? Um, Probably just there's so one of One of the really cool examples that I always kind of think of and, and you know, use, uh, what's the author's name? Charles, Charles Duhigg. D-U-H-I-G-G. I'm glad you said that Duhigg. because that, <laughs> was, that was not how I was um, going to pronounce it. Anyways, one of the examples he gives in this book is if you think back to when you first got your driver's license when you're 15, 16 years old when you're just learning to drive, right? Um, how much harder it was for you to back out of your driveway, right? Like, how, how hard was that? Like, you're, like, you're super focused, right? You're paying attention to everything, looking, adjusting gripping here, looking there, looking at the mirrors, looking at the rear view mirror, right? All these things just to get out the driveway, right? Whereas now, next time you drive 
just pay attention to what you do and like it's just like boom automatic right automatic you just do it right especially if you've lived in the same spot for a long time um unless you just moved there then it might be different but you you have those habits down it's just like you could do it almost blindfolded right yeah and almost everything throughout our day is like that right when whether it's brushing our teeth you know our routine to go go to sleep our our food habits right everything is built around habits for the most part and so it's finding ways to optimize those to you because you know yourself better than anyone, right? Like you found with like, you like cold beverages. Okay, if I do this, then I'll have this, right? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to tie in, you know, the fish oil and, and vitamin D with it. Okay, great. So then you knock those things out, right? And that's the kind of the missing link of like body composition change, not just weight loss, but whatever your goal is, whatever right? Goal is. Everyone wants to, you know, do something, whether it's gain weight, lose weight, gain muscle mass, increase athletic performance, but it's that missing link is how do you execute what you need to do, right? Because it's pretty well known, I would say, that, okay, to lose weight, you need to eat less, move more generally, right? It's so easy. So it's I mean, such a, in, I mean, in well, theory, in right? Theory. When we so bring easy. it down to that level, yeah. it's like the easiest thing ever. Okay, how hard walk. can this be? But how, many, <laughs> but how many times, you know, do people try this thing and fail, right? It's because it comes back to habits. Habits. Because you always revert back to your yes. base. Yes. And so the, the head book that I was talking about is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yes. I th- probably, it's a newer one. It's pretty probably weird. a lot of overlap between the two. Yeah. But, I think it's similar concepts. Yeah. But I think, and so, but under, like if you try a new habit yep. and you fail at it. Yep. Just try and learn from it. Yeah. Which is what went wrong. Mind blowing. <laughs> learn from your failures. I, Einstein had a quote about that, I think. I think he did. Oh, God. So, but it's Jamie? Dirty. No, we don't have a Jamie. <laughs> uh, uh, but learning about yourself. So let's say that um, the pill thing didn't work for me. Yep. And it's over on the wind it's over on the windowsill in front of the kitchen sink, whereas my, you know, fridge is like um, six steps from there. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm missing it and I'm like, okay, well maybe it just needs to be closer. So maybe I put my pill case yeah. next to my stuff in the refrigerator. I don't think it, it matters how cold your pills are, but <laughs> it might feel weird going down. <laughs> Anyways, but figuring out little things like that for yeah. your own processes so that it becomes automatic. And I'm not going to say it takes 27 days to form a habit or anything yeah. like that. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I think it depends on how, how much you want to change, yep. how easy it is, yep how much um, satisfaction you get out of it, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think, I think all those things factors. converge. And if you can make something, man, this is so rewarding. Yeah. So like, I'm going to give another example for some of the bros out there. So yeah. it's like chasing the pump chasers. Yeah, yeah. So they're not really after, um, it, they, don't wanna, they don't care about their athletics. Yeah. They just care about looking huge or moving a lot of weight or whatever. Yeah. And usually it's just looking really good. Yeah. Um, they chase that pump mm-hmm. because it feels good. It makes them feel good when they leave it. Their shirt fits a little extra tighter, right? Yeah. So that's their drive to come in and do it. So when they don't get it, they think it's like a shitty workout, which yeah. really it's not. You probably just don't have enough. You probably didn't have enough pre, pre-workout cards, cards or something, right. you know, or, <laughs> um, or you're not keeping track of your total volume. Uh, <laughs> but it's little things like that that really make a huge difference. Yeah. So do you have any habits right now that you're trying to build into? Um, so one thing over kind of, 
again, here we are in Michigan. It's still, we're still shut down for those of you outside of Michigan, right? Fuck, so man. gyms are still shut down as trainers. That's kind of sucks, right? This is what we do, right? So everything has been kind of just thrown into chaos essentially since the initial shutdown and we're still there, right? So for myself during the initial period, probably took a while, um, my sleep habits became terrible before everything happened. They were great. Like I felt like so locked in, like with sleep, because I'd really been focusing on it. Like before, like everything happened. Like got this little whoop band thing that helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that we can talk about later too. But um, you know, I'd really been focusing on it. And everything was going much better as far as just how I felt, like how I performed, how like I mood was, all these things, right? Yeah. And then shutdown happens. Everything goes into chaos. Like. I have no schedule anymore, really, especially right at first, because everyone stopped training in that first initial part, right? And so, like, I was, like, staying up till 2 a.m. because I wasn't tired, and then, like, sleeping until playing video games. Same! Netflix, right? I was up till, like, 4 in the morning. My eyes <laughs> yeah. would be burning, like, and I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm having a really good time, actually. One morning, I think I looked up, and it was, like, 3 a.m. I was like, oh, man, this is not good. I gotta yeah. get sleep, right? And then, like, sleep till whenever, and yep. then, like, that threw my workouts off because, like, I got out of the habit. It's like out of the routine and like, you know, everything was just all screwed up. And then luckily, like my girlfriend, Erin, we live together and she's really awesome about these things. And she really helped me like get my ass in gear and kind of pull my head out of my ass on, on it. And like really tried to help me like get back to this. And I will say now that like my sleep habits are kind of back to normal, they're still not quite the same, but you know, as far as like, okay, let's try to get to bed at the same time. Yeah. Consistency there. Yeah. Right. And then, okay, now we're rolling again. Now the workouts are feeling better. Now I feel better mentally. So it's like building that habit. And then when you have a disruption like that, man, fuck. Right? So it's like I have a lot of sympathy for anyone that like I work with or don't work with just in general when they're like making really good progress in the gym, you know, in nutrition and weight loss, whatever their goal is. Maybe it's not weight loss, but and I'm sure you've had this, but then like something big happens in their life. And then, like, it just throws everything off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was one guy who was training, he was doing really great, and then, you know, his his wife's younger brother, their mom died, so they brought, like, him to Michigan, they had to live together, and they had a baby all in, like, mm-hmm. the period of, like, a month. Jesus. So, you know, it, it was just a giant disruption to yeah. his habits, and at the time, I was like, why isn't, like, I get you have a lot going on, but what, you know, and... Now, like looking kind back, it's like, oh, yeah, there's this giant disruption to these habits you had formed. And, and yeah, I, 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 so, so to anybody listening, um, if you've, if your habits have fallen off because of quarantine or because of this whole pandemic thing, um, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. John We're two fucking trainers. John and I both went through it. Um, I'm still kind still of coming out it. of it. Yeah. I'm lucky that. Um, there's a gym that's open that I've been going to because if I didn't, if I kept on to work out on my deck yeah. just in this heat, I would not be doing it. Yeah. So very, very fortunate that yeah. that's open. Um, but, uh, yeah. So you're not alone. If you fell yeah. out of habits 100%. and, and you know, just getting back into it and obviously, uh, four months ago was the best time to get your, <laughs> stay, stay on your habits. But tomorrow was like a very good day Great to start. Time. And if you put it off till Monday, um, generally that's not gonna yeah. be very good. The and best thing to do is just to start. Yeah, sometimes it's like, up, it's just, just like, you gotta it. be just like, all right, let's fucking go. Like, yeah. I'm tired of this. Like, uh, I'll give another example. Like, 
you know, we, me and Derek were talking about this before the podcast, but like my training hasn't been great during this whole thing. Like we've got more equipment in our garage gym, like it's coming together. So now like we're to the point where you can start pushing some weight. Um, and like that really kind of messed with my head. But now like I was just like, okay, I need to do something yeah. like drastic. So went to a coach and trainer that I respect and um, follow on social media and like like a lot of stuff, read a lot of stuff, and he had this program, and okay, buy the program, boom, I'm starting it today, right? Because I need that structure, I need that like habit formation, right? I need yeah. this kind of thing to propel me forward and just do it, right? Um, and, and John did say that he like... He, he took some time off or whatever, but now he got, he's got more equipment to, to lift more weights. And just so everybody's aware, he just pulled like 475 the other day, and he weighs, <laughs> what do you, uh, buck, buck, buck 65? Uh, right now, I'm like 175 to 177. So, so that's still here. like 2.75 yeah. times his body weight, which... Actually, I was pretty happy. After right? a layoff. Like, I hadn't deadlifted great. heavy, oh, God. and it was kind of funny too, side story here, you know, you know, I was kind of telling people, like clients and stuff, like, you know... When you first get back to the heavyweights, be careful, right? You know, it's good. You've taken time off. This has been a significant amount of time from heavyweights. I mean, you know, some yeah. people have like 15 pound dumbbells at home, right? Fuck. And like, I mean, I think we had like up to like 205 yeah. for like plates and then like 50 pound dumbbells. But, you know, that's nowhere near like a 500 pound load what it's going to do, right? So, you know, telling all these people, you know. Be careful, be careful. And then my buddy comes over, we combine our weight, we've got like 600 pounds, 550 or something like that. And okay, let's do like a moderate, like six by two, six by three on deadlift, see how it feels, like not really push the intensity too high. And then what does it turn into? Okay, you know what? I'm going to bump it up. That was was good. Bump it up, bump it up. Okay, now I'm going to do four, whatever, 85 for two. Oh, that felt great. Let's try 505. Okay, that didn't happen. I'm going to stop there. (laughs) So, (laughs) but two. But on that token, yeah, yeah. John's John trains um, athletically a lot, yeah. So he's able to do movement patterns. I think he's he has more movement patterns open to him, and he doesn't lose much because he does yeah. vary his training quite a bit. So, yeah. um, so somebody like John can do that. Now, again, yeah. we both would not recommend that. To, yeah, yeah. To anybody, and that's that's an important point. Like, kind of the exercise age or athletic age of a person. Yeah, is going to be different than their actual age. So, say you're 40 years old, your athletic or exercise age might be 10. You know. Yep. So that's going to be much different than somebody who's trained their whole life. Yep. Right. And so, John, again, if you ever watch, you should follow John on Instagram. But um, shout out. Um, just to see what he does because he does various training quite a bit. Like he does uh, a lot of unilateral work, a lot of explosivity yeah. stuff. Explosivity. Explosive. Explosive. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I think explosivity is a word, though. Just yeah, I, not, think I don't think it worked in that case. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a word. We're working if on not, my If not, we should add it to the yeah. <laughs> um, So athletes like John can definitely do that. Now, If even though I've deadlifted for yeah. 20-some years, yeah. I still would not do that. Yeah. Because my, well, the case my back is in and yeah. the fact that I only move in the yeah. plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, it all depends. It's case yep. by case. Yep. Oh, 100%. And that's that's a good point. Um, you didn't pull it. Did you pull that sumo? No, it's conventional. Yeah, I thought it was. And yeah. I was like, I've always God. been stronger conventional God than sumo. Um, just because I never put as much time in the sumo as conventional. Probably. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good point. And also, I found it 
super interesting not to get too deep into the programming stuff but like no, go deep we got time. <laughs> go deep yeah um i found it super interesting that like i was doing a ton of like the heaviest i could do for like rdls and like deadlifts was like 205 right and then i'd put like a weight vest on or something so i'd get a little more right so yeah, it changes the more. changes the mechanics a little bit but it was a little bit more overall load right so I wasn't really lifting. I mean, that's less than 50% of, you know, my best pull is 545, right? So that's way less than 50% of, like, you know, one true one rep mat yeah. right? going into it. But the combination of that and the unilateral work, whether it was single leg deadlifts, um, split squats, front squats, you know, all those things still transferred over enough to keep a pretty significant amount of, that total absolute strength, you know, because I think going into it, I think I had done like I did like 505 for like a single, like maybe the month before um, everything happened, and didn't really wasn't really pushing powerlifting style training super heavy loads, um, so to only go down a little bit and maybe be about the same if it was like a true if I just would have done one is it was pretty cool to see, yeah, you know, the- and. Then, I think it's um, cool that you kept most of your neurological yeah, adaptations. Yeah, right. And Without actually maybe, doing the thing. Maybe it would be, you know, if you if you did that two more times. Yeah, right. Back and then I'd be back to where yeah. I was, right? I mean, because... who knows what would happen. Yeah, because we know that the, once those pathways are formed, they, they can stick. Yeah. But they do get... They can get rusty. Yeah, they get rusty. Um, but, man, as soon as you come back in... Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of see those things. And it's been kind of a little science experiment... Which you is know, fun. It's always this fun. little case study of like, wow, what happens when you can't do these things? So how do you maintain? Like, what do I do so I can maintain? You know, whether it's like going back to what you said about total volume, right? Total yeah. volume is very important. He kind of, you glossed over it. But yeah. basically the idea is like, you should be paying attention to total volume if you're serious about strength training, right? And basically yeah. what that is, is, you know, the total amount of weight lifted, right? So say I left 10 yeah, pounds that's for, great, yeah. you know, a set of one, right? Mm-hmm. Then you would just multiply it out, then boom, there's your total volume, right? So interestingly, like keeping the total volume up through like sets of like 20 on RDLs and like a shit ton of like single leg deadlifts. So your hamstrings, your glutes, your lower back are still getting that amount of work, but not at the same intensities. It's very interesting. No, I think it's, it's incredibly interesting. Yeah. Um, Boy, I, I can't, I don't think I could, I, I know I can pick up 185 right now for like six <laughs> oh. my hamstrings, but uh, I can't, I can't get in the deadlift position yeah, you're, currently, you're, but injured. You got yeah, some yeah, yeah. Other, factors other factors that yeah, are yeah. affecting that. Um, I'd love to say age is one of them, but it's really not. It's just, I was too much of a bro for way yeah. too long. <laughs> it took me an injury to, to decide. He's a recovering bro. A recovering bro. Always, you're always a recovering storage. bro. Oh, that's okay. We can just... Cool. We'll keep going. We ran out of storage in the video, but we'll keep going with the yeah, audio. Yeah, we'll keep going. Um, that out. Um, uh, yeah, so we didn't really get off topic because we're really not. Yeah, we I don't s- really understand topic. No, but we, um, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk anything about. Anything we want to talk about. <laughs> so, have formations huge. Yep. Um, and we'll just, we're going to, let's hang on that just for a sec. Yeah. Um, if you fail at something, it's important to recognize why you failed. Yes. Because generally, if you're trying to make habit changes, it relies on you. Yep. It's all on you. So um, you can't scapegoat anybody for your own habits. Yeah. I think, 
Well, maybe there's some really weird uh, yeah, cases maybe out there. Yeah, maybe extreme cases. But like, in general. And I've, I, I have, uh, you've probably come across this too, but like I've come across weird like kind of situations with clients where like their spouse is like very unsupportive of their mm-hmm. goals, like for whatever reason. Don't you be getting hot without me. Yeah. You know, like they're maybe both overweight. One wants to lose weight. One isn't ready to change. And it's almost like a sabotage thing, right? So there's, I, it's a strange thing. Chelsea, Chelsea likes to feed me because she can't eat, so that's, <laughs> but I can't, you know, I can't blame her for... So, like, situations like that, you know, there's some outside influence, but I think in most cases, 100%, you're responsible, right? Without a doubt, you're you're always going to be responsible for you in the end. Yeah. Um, and I think that ownership is, like, just a good thing to, a good, like, kind of mentality to have in life. You know, have you read Extreme Ownership? It is such yet. Yeah. Well, I haven't read it. Okay. But um, it's really interesting what happens when you you say, "Okay, yeah, um, like, why am I overweight? Yeah. Well, they make they make this really good food, and yeah. I gotta go eat it. Yeah, or whatever. This is, but when yeah. you take it on yourself and you go, "Fuck this! I'm yeah. I'm fat because I'm fat. Right. I'm, I did this to myself. This is I have to take responsibility for that. And, and it could be financial. It yep, could be yeah, it's anything. It could be relationships. I know <laughs> in relationships for the longest time, I blame the other person. Right? It took, yeah. me, it took me a very long time <laughs> to learn that the yeah. common denominator was me. Even though my dad had told me this when I was like 22, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck these 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 chicks are just terrible." They're, yeah. You know, but really, it was me. It yeah. Was a huge thing yeah. for me. And then once you realize that you're the problem, you actually it, it sucks for yeah. a minute. Oh and yeah. It's painful. And it's a big like. It's an ego check, too. Oh, such a huge ego check. It's a big ego check. To just go, fuck, I've been wrong for this long. <laughs> right? I'm not this. right. I'm actually wrong in this situation. <laughs> like, and that's, like, unfortunately what a lot of people get stuck on. Yeah, so it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, it's okay um, to be wrong. It's okay to fail. Even in cancel things. cancel culture that we yeah. have right now, it's, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> it's okay to fuck up. Yeah. Um, Everybody does it. But it's what do you do about it? What do you do about right. it? So are they, you just going to do the same thing? The extreme ownership thing is huge. Yeah. Or are you going to use this, okay, this is what went right, this is what went wrong, so keep doing the things that went right, Yeah. fix the things that went wrong. Yeah. Right? It's important to optimize failure. Yeah. So by that I mean this part of this worked, and I was I stuck with it for this long. I fell out of the habit because of Y, because not of, because of X. Yeah. X worked, Y didn't work. Maybe I'll try Z. Yeah, right. Um, so just learning from your failures is yeah. such a huge thing. But first, you have to admit that they're your yeah. failures. <laughs> right. I agree 100%. First, you have to be like, I fucked this up. Yeah. Here's, I, I got I'm responsible. This. I'm responsible. Yeah. I can make the change. And that's not kind of empowering. And you yeah. realize, like, so, it like, is. I love examples. We both yeah. love examples. Uh, my back's fucked up because yeah. of me. Yep. Because my ego became everything. You mm-hmm. know, when I started lifting weights, it just became this like this uh, train I couldn't stop until you until know the train injury. went off the tracks. Until the yeah. train went off the tracks, which <laughs> was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, taking responsibility for that changed my whole outlook on training. Um, it shifted it. I can't say it changed it entirely. I think it yeah. changed entirely when we. When I came to work at the place we, yeah. we were working at before the pandemic, but um, man, just taking ownership of it, yeah, forging, huge. reforging yourself from your mistakes is a huge, huge <laughs> reforge, <thing>. reforge. <laughs> uh, no, but it's true. I mean, that's why. I mean, that's why we named the yeah. podcast what we did because yeah. 
I really do think every time you fuck up, there's so much valuable information. Yeah. Um, Thomas Edison, I think this is a Thomas Edison quote that I love. Um, the, Thomas Edison, it took you, you know, it, it took you 10,000 times to get it right. And he goes, no, no, it didn't take me 10,000 times to get it right. I, I just learned 10,000 ways it's it didn't work. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, that, mind, that mindset, like yeah. shifting perspective. Sh- and that is another thing. Yeah. Shifting the perspective or changing your own narrative. Yeah. Is a is a huge thing. So, um, yeah, I was just talking with my mentor. Uh, what was it? Called me Sunday night. Yeah. He was supposed to call Monday, but he surprised me. <laughs> um, good on him for that. Uh, he gave me some stuff to do because I have been slacking on the website that I'm trying to build, yeah. and then I just haven't been. Every time I get on social media, I'm just looking at negative shit mm-hmm. or stuff that comparing my life to others. So yeah. He called me on and he's like, you haven't got shit done. Like, yeah. you need to get, like, what's the deal? So we talked. Um, and then, like, pulling everything, pulling back to habits now, I realized that you have relationships with space. So Chelsea and I don't live in a huge apartment. We don't really need a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to pay for a big one. <laughs> so <laughs> He's a minimalist. Yeah, I'm a minimalist. Yeah, some, some regard. Um, so I realized that, we, yeah, we just bought this beautiful leather couch that reclines with buttons it's yeah. fucking epic obviously okay. probably great for my back not really <laughs> um, um, but even before that we had this where I sit it was a chase lounge mm-hmm. so I always ate more when I sat in that position and I definitely played more video games and I was not apt to move from that space because yeah. getting up from a chase lounge is slightly more difficult than getting up <laughs> from a seated position okay and that you think that wouldn't make a big difference but to me it did yeah so Realizing that if I sit in that particular spot that reclines, I'm not going to get shit done. Mm-hmm. But if I shift over one seat to the middle seat that doesn't recline, I'm usually too uncomfortable to sit there. So I get up and I do stuff. Yeah. Or I work on my, I lean forward and correct posture and I work on yeah, my laptop. Yeah, do things. Yeah. So, again, from that failure, I yep. just shifted over six inches. Yep. If you go from my my ass crack. It was probably a foot over. <laughs> I shipped a foot over for my ass crack. Um, yeah. Huge difference in productivity and what I actually get done. Is it a funny how just little things like that? Just recognizing the space. And I think we, that's another thing I think we have that's culturally is we're caught up in the past or the present. Mm-hmm. Or not, or caught up in the past or the future. We're never really in, in the, the present. present. And so um, we're scrambled. We're not appreciating things that are happening, things that aren't happening or whatever. But, um, so being more present, I think t- slowing life down a little yeah. bit in certain circumstances can make a, make a big impact and like writing shit down, like just taking a second to be present and writing shit down is, is huge. Um, and it only starts with like, you can start with one thing, one simple thing. Like, you know, I'm going to meditate two minutes a day or just, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that right there, that was a really good point. It, it starts with one thing, right? Oh, and then it's like a snowball, right? You do something productive, and then like, okay, you want to do another thing, right? Um, are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Right? Guy's like great a guy, fuck, right? Yeah, a little controversial, guy. right? He's tried to have been, or people have tried to cancel a few times, yeah, right? but I, the reason they're trying to cancel him, we can go off on that later, but <laughs> yeah, the reason they're trying to cancel him is completely yeah. idiotic. Yeah. Um, but with... Like, kind of, what, if you're unfamiliar, he's a psychologist, I think, through professional training, psychiatrist. He, 
it's something. Uh, uh, is a professor. A theologist? Um, I don't know. I, Let I, me, I, I can, but anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're unfamiliar with him, um, he's got a lot of really good information. And, and basically, he kind of, like, I would say he's like a coach type of person. Um, Definitely uplifting but, stuff. Yeah, like a lecturer and like, you know, a intellectual guy. But he essentially, like, what he talks about is kind of how to coach yourself, right? And, like, one of the things is, like, start by making your bed. Like, um, okay, so, yeah, professor, okay, psychologist and professor of psychology in Toronto. And then lecture. Um, but he starts with kind of, like, you know, okay, if you're, you know, obviously depression's a real thing. There's chemical imbalances. Definitely a real thing, yeah. 100% a real thing, right? But kind of, like, the ownership side of things, right? Make your bed, right? Start with that. It seems like it's such a little simple thing, right? Clean your house. You know, do these little things because they're going to get you the ball rolling towards bigger things of what you really need to do. And I know for myself, like, if I'm, like, you know, sitting on the couch playing video games and, like, don't want to do anything because it's so freaking fun, right? And it draws me in. Yeah. And it's, like, addicting, right? But I know that myself, if I just start, like, my thing is actually, like, sweeping the floor, like, if I do that, that, like, gets me on a roll. It sounds stupid, but, like, if I start with that, okay, I'm going to sweep the floor right now, and Aaron loves it, right? She oh, yeah, it's like a double win. win. <laughs> um, Whammy. Like, if I start with that, yeah. then I'll go into other positive, productive things versus if I just stay on the couch and, like, play one more game, one more game, right? One more match with whoever I'm playing with my friends, right? Um, one more thing. And then, like, it turns into, wow, it's been three hours and I haven't done shit. I haven't gotten what I need to do done, right? Um, so, like, doing that one little thing of sweeping the floor, like, gets me moving. And then usually I'm way more productive that day. And that's great. You see, that's, a, that's an observation. Yeah. You made the moment. Right. You um, are forming a habit around it. Yep. And that allows you to get more shit done. Yeah. And momentum... Or the snowball yep. is huge because I think it's the same thing for me. I usually make the bed because I get out last because okay. Chelsea's getting up super early yeah. these days. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm thinking I'm like 6.30-ish. Okay. Uh, which is better than what it was yeah. Yeah. until 2 o'clock. <laughs> so I'm going to bed at like noon. Um, no. Uh, but yeah. So making the bed starts... Um, and really, it's just a comforter, right? I just mm -hmm. straighten yeah, it. Yeah, but you straighten it up, you make it look good, right? Good enough. Yeah. And then um, I'll go to the top of my dresser and straighten off whatever Chelsea said on there for me to get done. Mm -hmm. um, and then a protein shake, and then everything kind of, you know, and yeah. then like before I know it, like I'm an hour and a half in, and I'm like, cool, I was just semi productive for an hour <laughs> and a half. Now I'll reward myself with some video games. Um, but that's like the best feeling though, like when you start off the day like that. Like I know of myself, like if I start off the day like, like with like an education thing, trying to read something, trying to listen to a video, watch a webinar yeah. or something like that. Or if I like start out right away with a workout or like if I have a client early, like I train that person like, and like, you're like, yeah, it's like seven thirty, eight o'clock. I've got all this done all this already. Done. And yeah. it's only eight o'clock. Like most of the world's like still rolling out of bed. Right. Exactly. Like that's a powerful thing. I really think it is powerful. Yeah. Um, super, super powerful. Just that little bit of momentum. Yeah, and then momentum. That's a good. Sometimes you can just carry it 
you carried the whole day. Yeah. Like there were days at the gym where I would, you know, I think both of us started with clients at yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'd roll, and then like I'd be like feeling really good, so I'd go and get my programming done. Yeah. And like I'd do my laundry, do stuff, come like, back and do nighttime clients, go back and meal prep. I mean, like a good day. It was great. Yeah. And then I would have like a Tuesday where it was like <laughs> two in the morning and then nothing until like yeah. the, the evening and I'd just take naps. But you know, like, <laughs> but forming habits yeah. and getting on a schedule, I think go hand in hand. So everybody thinks like schedules kind of like lock you in place mm-hmm. and, and they do to a certain extent, but they also give you yeah. freedom because freedom, you have, yeah. let's say you get everything wrapped up, you get shit ton of stuff done from 5 a.m. to, you know, 5 p.m. You just, like, hammer all day, and then you have, like, from 5 p.m. to 10 or whenever you go to bed to get whatever the fuck you want. And you're like, I fucking earned this. I love this. And it is is so much sweeter when you earn it because if I just sit and play video games all day, um, I don't feel great. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, it always affects me mentally. Like, it's fun. Yeah. But it's just like, wow, I did nothing today. And then I get so pissed at myself. I get yeah. so pissed at the video game if something yeah. goes wrong in the video game. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like, this, this, what am I, a child? This, this negative, like, yeah. emotions are, like, like ruining your day off of a game, right? So if you were going to help somebody, yeah, like, live a better life, yeah. and I'm not even saying physical, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just from a mental standpoint, because I yeah. think... Those go hand in yep. hand, obviously. Yep. Mine started with physical and then became more of a yeah. mental. And that's usually thing. how it goes. It right? is, yeah. But if you were going to help somebody form like one habit or let go of one habit, mm-hmm. very minor, yeah. what what would you suggest? Yeah, so. And I know it's, it's going to be it depends. It depends, based right? On it the depends. Person, um, but, you know, like what, 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 what was a good catch up? So, usually, I think what we do is that. Like we try to like it's not just nutrition and exercise like at least like I view myself as like I'm trying to make this person's life better right and if that means like let's work on this thing that's not really related to what you're eating or you know the time in the gym like let's work on that right um, but so the approach that I take with people is I try not to take things away at least at first um, I try to add things in right because Especially when you first start with someone, when you first, or like, even if like you're not working with a coach, if you're just listening to this and like you want to make a change with anything like we were talking about, um, you know, don't start by restricting yourself, right? Start by actually adding something in, right? It sounds kind of counterintuitive, like, right? Especially when you think, okay, if my goal is weight loss, why would I add something in, right? But that's where you got to be more strategic with what you pick, right? Mm -hmm. So usually it's like, okay... Let's get your, you know, your protein up because most people aren't eating enough protein and for weight loss, if you're in a deficit, you need protein, right? Lots of, we can go in all day on that, but, um, you know, okay, let's get your protein up. So what I want you to do is I want you to focus on your lunch and dinner. Like maybe, you know, this is depends, maybe three days a week. I want you to get a good, you know, a full portion of protein at your lunch and dinner three days a week, right? Okay. And then, okay, let's start there because by doing that, right? You, you are adding food in, but you're also, in a way, affecting the rest of the meal, probably, and the rest of their food habits for the day. And it doesn't have to be food, either. It can be something else, too. I mean, this is kind of interchangeable with anything, I think. Um, 
but that's just kind of the approach I use. And then, you know, eventually you may end up taking things away, but especially when you're first starting off, like with these things, like add positive habits in, right? And on that note, make sure the habits you choose are like that you're going to be able to do that. Make sure they're sustainable, right? Sustainable. Don't pick like if you know like you absolutely hate working out, you've never worked out like more than like a week at a time in your whole life. Don't make your goal to go to the gym five days a week. Like, that's not going to happen, right? So pick something more sustainable. Okay, maybe we go to the gym two days a week, right? Everything and else is bonus. Everything else is bonus, right? That's extra. That's good. Okay, if you hit two, guess what? You're doing better than you did, like, the last 30 years of your life, right? Okay. And and with that, like, okay, once you get that, then maybe we'll add in. Then maybe we'll move on. But make sure you can master that first. And it also creates a little confidence, right? Going back to that snowball kind of idea that we've talked about, right? It gets that snowball rolling, right? It's making the bed in the morning, right? It's those little things. It might not seem like a lot at the time. It might be a minor change, but it's going to lead to long-term changes, you know, a year from now, two years from now, you know, hopefully 15 years from now, right? And, and um, also with that, like... Make sure you're, like, obviously, like, make sure it's achievable, but make sure you're confident that you can do it, right? Like, ask yourself when you pick, like, this is what I always ask people, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, say it's, you know, the protein example, right? Three days a week we're going to eat, you know, a, a good-sized portion of protein. We would say more than good-sized portion also. We would, right, you, know, you would have a flush. Yeah, <laughs> of course, um, but it depends but, on the person. But it depends on the person, right? Um, so... Those, out of like those two days a week, I want you to rate your confidence on a scale of one to 10. 10 being, oh yeah, that's easy, no problem. One being, no way you're gonna do it, right? And the only way I want you to do this, like after they give the answer, is if it's a nine or above, right? If it's below that nine, hopefully it's a 10, right? I'll take a nine in certain situations, right? But, you know, if it's below that, we're backing off, right? We might do it one day a week. Right, we're going to the gym one day a week because you're not even confident you can do two days, right? So let's start there. Let's get the win, right? So then it's not, oh man, I didn't achieve this goal. I failed week one. Why am I gonna go on? Get the fucking win. Yes, exactly. Get the fucking win. So if it's and this, so this is where I went wrong when I first started was, all right, you're gonna work out four times a week. Yeah. Uh, with with clients. Yeah. Three is with me, one's on your own, and you'd be like, all right, let's do it, yeah. and then. They wouldn't show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, seriously, it's okay to. I think Jordan Peterson talks about this. Set the bar low. Yeah. I mean, it, it's high for you. Yeah. It's listen. If you don't go to the gym it's all, at all, it's all relative, right? It's all relative. It, it's not. It's not a high bar for a trainer, a fitness professional, but if, for if you haven't worked out your whole life and had shitty eating habits, like that's a giant change. Giant change. Huge. Just going to the gym one yeah. time a week. Just yeah. start there. And I mean, I've read about people, I haven't had anybody like this, maybe one day I will, but that, you know, they just can't even get to the gym. Yeah. So you make it a point, hey, just go check into the gym. Yeah. Get on the treadmill for five minutes. Yeah. That's it. Right. Get there. Get there. Because getting there sometimes... Once you're there, you're like, fuck, I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to well, well waste some. my time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that we do know some people yeah. that <laughs> they don't work with us. Yeah. But um, I, I definitely see, see some people that come in 
just to say they work out seven days a week and they'll get on the <laughs> the bike, the recumbent bike, and pedal while they scroll through their Instagram feed. Yeah. Maybe walk over to Wade, pick it up, set it down. And set then it down, out. and yeah. then they're out. Yeah. Um, and they work out seven days a week. But so, I work, I'm at the gym seven days a week, Derek. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I haven't lost weight. So you have to remember, there are people out there that go to the gym seven days a week, but they don't work out <laughs> seven days a week. Yeah. They go to the gym seven days a week. So if you go to the gym one time that week, and you just work out hard for five fucking minutes, or you just get there for yeah. five minutes... That is a fucking win. Yeah. Especially if you're going from nothing. 100%. And then you build on it. Once you're doing that all the time, you might be like, fuck, I'm going to do some bicep curls. Yep. Girls love big arms. Yep. And guys like uh, tight arms. So, whatever. And there you go. So, um, I think that's great. Those are th- That's a great habit. I think my habit that I would try to implore people to do is to less social media. Yeah. So the habit. Yeah, from like a happiness and kind of just general mental yes. health, well-being. Don't wake up in the morning and look at a bunch of people that do steroids and yes. That's compare so yourself true. with those people. Yeah. Um, because I fall into that habit yep. all the time, and to be completely honest, I've always contemplated using steroids. Yeah. Because I've always had this. You know, I grew up really skinny. Yeah. And so. Um, and I get the draw to it. Yep. Because imagine if you're trying to accomplish something and all you have to do is take a pill or an injection. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do in the gym, as long as you don't get hurt, you're going to grow. Yeah. It's very, but long term, I don't think it's a great, not, not saying for health reasons, but psychological even. I think, yeah. I think they can be, it can mess you up. But that's, so that's the number one thing I would have people do is abstain from social media for the first hour of the day. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that's, a, that's that's where I would start them. Maybe yeah. even the first 15 minutes if they can't do an hour. Yeah. But don't wake up and turn on your Instagram. Yeah. And that's that's such a good thing. Especially because, like, god damn, like, there's so many different apps and editing things that, you know, I'm sure, like, those listening, you probably can think of, like, at least one person in your life where you're like, what you post on social media does not look like what you actually are, right? This is totally different, right? There's apps where you can change like actual dimensions of your face and your body and your waist, stretch things out, make it smaller. You can make blemishes go away, the filters. There's all these effects to make things look so perfect, but that's not representative of reality. But then the problem is we see that and we're like, oh my God, like why don't I look like that? Like I could so many fucking times, like people have sent me pictures from Instagram of fill-in-the-blank Instagram model influencer, fitness model, air quotes, Mm. you know, and they're like, this is what I want to look like. Like, You don't have the bone structure for that, probably. One, let's just think about this logically. This is not, this is like a professional photographer taking these photos. I've had, have you had professional, like, photo shoots? No, I had one scheduled, but then with the pandemic, I didn't... So I've done a a couple of them before, and like... You should see his black and white headshot. (laughs) Like, they look fucking awesome, right? But they're not representative. Like, one, like, I, like, trained my ass off, cut super hard like I was gonna, like, step on stage for it, right? I was super lean, like, super strict about things, couldn't sustain it. Like, I was fucking going nuts, right? 
And then throw on top of that a professional photographer who knows how to get the best angles, the best lenses, the best equipment, mm -hmm. the best lighting. Like, okay, let's move this reflective, you know, whatever they use. I don't know the name of it, but it's some reflective sheet. Yeah, yeah. Light, uh, right? Yeah, for like, the, yeah. For catch, the different angles of lights, right? And then they, mm. they put this over here, that over there. They put this lens on and you look fucking great. Great. Right? Yeah. But that is not representative of me. And there's so many editing apps you can do just on yeah. your phone. Right. And filters. God yeah. damn. If I could just see <laughs> a girl on Instagram show her stretch marks right. or her cellulite or a guy that shows that like when he sits down he has belly chop. Right. I would I fucking yeah. love those people. And that's that is real life. That's real. Guess like, what? Maybe maybe for the the reforged Instagram, I will do before and afters within yeah. ten minutes apart. Yeah. I'll just change my shorts. And um We'll just how to manipulate things. We should, manipulate, we should do that. We flex. both do it, right? We should. We should yeah. both do it. But we'll change the lighting. And we'll then just, like, yeah. We'll, we'll dump over. We'll fucking, yeah. Or like pre-post training, right? When you got a pump, oh, right? Oh, shit. That would Look be good fucking too. jacked, we man. Will, we, should, we should do that, too. <laughs> like, we'll do that. Yeah, um, we'll do that. We'll get that up on the Instagram. Just to see the differences because, like... You can't buy this horse shit. I've seen so many people struggle with this. And, like, it really negatively impacts so many things like in their life and you know especially like like we didn't grow up with social media really right you were I mean, so than was, me I think yeah I was more so than you but I mean Instagram wasn't a thing until 2008 yeah so I was like in high school I guess at the time I think well that's when it was made but until like I got it it was like I was like late high school yeah right? yeah but even then it's pretty young um but the kids who are growing up with it now, I sound like an old person, like, all oh, these kids well, now, right? Well. But the kids who are growing up with this now, like, if you're, you know, I don't know how, how old are kids when they get social media, I guess it depends on the Fuck parents. It's, but it's, uh, Joe Rogan said that his daughter made this um, yeah. picture of herself look like she was 28. She's eight, eight years she's old, eight years old or right? something. So say eight years old, she's scrolling around on Instagram, even if you're, like, you're proactively trying to control what she sees and, like, yep. setting limits, like, you know, and those kind of things. Um... But she's still going to see things, right? And it's going to create this, like, skewed reality, right? Where, like, I don't look like this, like, person, right? I am not worthy. I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not pretty enough. I don't look good enough, right? And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen, right? But it's just a very... It's, it's bad. And yeah. uh, another topic that I, you know, depression yeah. and suicide. Yeah. Have been on the rise, and it's it's it wasn't just before the pandemic, but yep. the years prior, it's been um, it's been going up. And yeah. unfortunately, the I think the first or second age range is very young. Yeah, like I think it's like ten to fifteen. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd have to double check yeah. the stats on that. Yeah, but and that's that that hasn't been a thing. Yeah, yeah, you know because. I, 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 I don't want to just bag on social media, but yeah. I really think a large portion of this is that you're seeing people, you know, uh, Instagram influencers or whatever, that they go to the bank, they take up the, whatever cash they have, yeah. and their buddy's cash, and maybe yeah. their mom's cash, and they just spread it around to bed. Yeah. And they're like, I'm 18, yeah. I own this house, and blah, 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 right. whatever the fuck. And they're yeah. fucking full of shit. Yeah. And so if you don't accomplish that by the time you're 18, yeah. you're like, I'm doing this wrong. And even you know? like the super famous ones that are actually making a lot of cash like that. They're in their 50s. Like, but some, like some are young. The, the some younger are young. ones, yeah. like 
that doesn't mean that you can't like that you aren't worthy or whatever thoughts like come up like you aren't good enough right yeah because great they're good at like tiktok they're good at making stupid videos yeah congratulations like that's awesome and i really it's it's cool that people can make a lot of cash and like actually like build kind of like this like thing out of it right i really respect that but at the same time it's like okay cool but that doesn't mean what are you you're contributing not, to yeah, society as a yeah. whole? Being entertaining? Yeah. Great. And it's funny. Like, it's I watch them, it's hilarious, yeah, I don't, right? I don't have TikTok, <laughs> but um, I think that's going away anyways yeah. in September. But, um, yeah, so that's the number one thing I would try and have people do is just just try and avoid social media for the first mm. hour of the day. Especially, like, during this pandemic, there's so much going on, like, you know, with everything that's happening, like, the politics and, like, like I, I deleted Facebook off my phone. Me too. For a while, I actually put it back on because like of my training page. But like, I try to stay off of it now. Um, but like taking it off made a big difference because I was like reading these like endless articles on you know what fill in the blank whatever the big thing of the day was right whether it had to do with the virus like the protests like all these things like you know and like you go down this rabbit hole. I, oh man. And, like, you get so angry because then you read these comments of, like, people that don't agree with you, whatever your stance is on any of these things. We're not getting into that, but it's, you know, you read this and you're like, I can't believe this guy who you don't know who he is. He's just some random person. Could just be a troll, right? Like Could just even, be a troll. Yeah, not even a person, right? Um, you know, these, who this guy said this, I can't believe this. And then, like... You know, two hours later, you're still like thinking about it, right? And but you're not, why? and you're not. Then, so, so I got caught up in this too, yeah. on the police brutality issue, yeah. because, um, oh man, I could yeah. go off all day on that stuff. Uh, yeah. But that's based on my lens, yeah. and I had to realize that that was my lens. Yeah. And then um, I was posting all this stuff about the police, and I wasn't taking time to hear what they really had to say and I probably wasn't asking the right questions yeah because I was I did make attempts to try and understand what they were seeing yeah and you were like and to your like defense like you were looking into the statistics and like yeah you were looking into all these things and like I know like for a fact that you're a very science data driven like human being like you're not just going to say things just to say things sometimes I will but sometimes (laughs) yeah because I'm I'm valuable yeah and and that's what social media does to me is um you know like what really got me agitated on social media what pulled me down the rabbit hole was you know Black Lives Matter was great um I, I think that direction that 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 movement um, needs to flesh out its directions a little bit because I don't really know what they want, but I, I, I agree that there that there's a miss there's a, there's a huge amount of people um, black Americans being killed and arrested at much higher rates even though they're four percent of the entire population of the U.S. Yeah. than any any other race. Yeah. But I got pulled down that rabbit hole because a uh, police officer. I'm not going to name him because yeah. I already I, I, w- I wish I could apologize to him for trying to incite him and I, I won yeah. I did incite him but I didn't really win I didn't it didn't make me feel any better honestly. yeah um, he posted Blue Lives Matter yeah and I get it these guys go out there and they have a really hard job and really they they're, they're, they just need they need more assistance so yeah. they have to they only have to deal with the criminals and yeah. not people that just have minor possessions of cocaine or yeah. 
some marijuana, marijuana whatever. Topic. It's yeah. a whole other topic. But all I was doing all day was reading about how, and watching videos of police being yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah. And of course, then I'm like, yeah, they're all fucking assholes. Yeah. And you know, then I, I was just, I was not in a good spot. Yeah. It really pulled me. That was what really pulled me off track. Um, this last half of quarantine was that, yeah. and I would be on there, no joke, six hours a day, reading through um, documents, statistics, and stuff yeah. like that, just so I could form yeah. this ultra edge to cut into these people that I really don't know that well on Facebook that yeah. never left the, the hometown they grew up in <laughs> and never broadened their opinion. Not that there's anything wrong. Like I lived, I lived in my hometown for a very long time. I, yeah. I don't think I think it definitely stunted my growth. I think you yeah. can grow when you're yeah. in your hometown, but. Um, Social media can be a very dark place, yes. and that's what it, that's what it was doing to me. And yeah. so I can only imagine what it would do to these people that yeah. are ten and fifteen. And like, if your whole like worldview and like, you know, you are a grown man going through this, yeah. right? So like, a young kid, Definitely. you know, like that. That's a big thing. You're like, never going to convince somebody to come to your side. Yeah, <laughs> and. You're just not. It, yeah. They have to find it on their own. Yep. When I first met John, I knew that he was he was a good trainer, right? But he did all this other weird shit yep. that I just... And the only reason I called it weird was because I'd never seen it before. Yep. And it was more advanced than anything. So automatically, I'm like, on the <laughs> defense. Well, yeah, he does this, but have you seen but, me handle a barbell? Yeah, I mean, yeah. John obviously moves more weight than me, too. But... Um, I had to come to that side. Yep. Crunches are bad. Well, fuck. You look at the abs on this. You know, like... Yeah. And crunches are good for building your abdominal wall thicker, your rectus yeah. abdominis. Yeah, they're great for the purpose that they serve. But they also but aren't great for the, the spine. So, again, it depends. It depends. <laughs> it depends. So... What is your goal? What is your history? So, you have to... You're never going to bring somebody to your opinion. Yeah. All you can do is lay out an argument if they desire to it. And you're going to know within five seconds, yeah. five to ten seconds, if they really want yeah. to have a discussion or a debate or if they just want to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. If they're just waiting to speak. Which and that's, most people... And that's exactly it yeah. right there. Like, you know, some people are willing to have these conversations and, like, you can, you know, actually, you know, whichever way they may convince you towards their viewpoint... And you may convince them towards your viewpoint, right? And this isn't just like politics or anything. This is anything, right? Anything. Anything. Um, even like in the fitness world, we see this all the time with like, this PhD says this. This guy who has a PhD says this. They're complete opposite. Like, you know, this big argument back and forth. Um, but, you know, yeah, you know within like the first, like, basically sentence... <laughs> Do they want to learn, or are they? Just are they? Yeah. yeah. And are, what? Where? What is their purpose, right? And a lot of times it is just to argue, right? I had to delete quite a few people off social media during all of this happening, just because of the nonstop things that were being said, and you know, not really backed in anything. Like there was no concrete evidence behind what they were saying. They were just they felt this way, and they're saying it to everybody. And if you don't think this way, you're a fucking idiot. Just right? because you find an article. <laughs> An article right. that somebody with an opinion wrote yeah. does not make it factual. Yeah, and that's where I think, like, like, 
not formal education, but education in general is so important. Like kind of going back to the nutrition kind of talk we had earlier, right? About how like educating people on these things is such a big thing. And it just goes for anything. Like you have to have like this like growth kind of mindset where you want to educate yourself. And I'm not just talking going to college. Like I actually think college is kind of bullshit. But same. That's you know like so not a formal education. But, like, a growth mindset of learning more and, like, having conversations with people and having, like, actual discourse where, like, you know, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, you're going to say what you're going to say, and if I find that what you say makes more sense and, like, has backing, like, it's not just, like, bullshit, like, wow, I might change my view, right, on whatever the topic is. I think there needs to be more of that, right? And that is such a broad scope thing that yeah. we, that I think would just be so good for anybody um, man um, people what, what happens when you get in some discourses people usually make a straw man argument out of what you're saying yeah. um, but if you if you are explain what that is if, so um, John says like let's say John tells me you know eat more protein um and then I, I just type in, I go to Google, yeah. and I use my opinion, and I type in why eating a high-protein yeah, diet is bad for you. <laughs> and an article Fine. pops up from somebody um, in one of these magazines that has no, even if he has yeah. some credentials. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit artists. There's a lot of bullshit artists out there that have credentials. But this, you know, so, fill in the blank. So I say, I go back to John, I say, well, what you told me is bullshit, look. Yeah. And I just give him one article that's not yeah. even a sorted, and I didn't look yeah. at the sources. Yeah. Right, I find this is really funny. Um, <laughs> oh, it's when some people, of these people give me the sources, yeah. and I go and I look up, I look up the experiment, and it's like a white paper. And I don't, yeah. if you don't know what a white paper is, white paper is just it's where they take a small thing. It's usually not even double blind. It's a, it's, it's just, it's usually run by their own company that's trying to produce something and say, yeah. Hey, look, we have research on this. Yeah. Well, that's not fucking research. Right. It's like, you know, anyways, right. but steel so manning somebody's, say what it is. steel manning somebody's yeah. argument would be me going, okay, John wants me to eat more protein. And I go to Google and I type in, um, why eating protein, more protein is beneficial. Um, right. Or you could just be neutral and say, um, effects of high protein diets. Mm -hmm. You want to steel man somebody's argument because if you steel man it and you're like, realize you're wrong yeah. or that you're ill-informed or ignorant. Yeah. Ignorant really isn't a bad term. Um, yeah. I think it's thrown around that way. But know, yeah. um, you steel man it, a lot of things can happen. Yeah. You're either going to get really much better at the discourse you're currently having or you're going to be able to argue your point better or you're going to learn a shit down yeah. and you're going to go, fuck, I was wrong. Now yeah. I can be or not as right as I should have been. Yeah. So you want to steel man people's arguments. And the trick is with this, and this is something I struggled with for a very long period of time, is you're going to have an initial reaction, and that is emotional. Yeah. So take a second. Yeah. Take a couple deep breaths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't respond emotionally. And I mean, I do this, I still do this with a lot of shit in yeah. life, right? Yeah. Like Chelsea wants me to pick my shoes up. I want to respond emotionally. <laughs> it doesn't go well. So, so, but taking a second and taking a breath really is sound advice, but you have to, man, it, you just, you can learn so much if you really, truly take a second and try and understand. And that is science, right? That's, that that's, is that's science, what it is. That's right. 
I mean, science is and started out as, okay, we think this, let's explore it, you know, with whatever methods it may be, right? What did we learn from it? Is it, you know, correct? Were we correct? Were we not? Did it shift things how we think about it, right? Do we think the earth is flat? Do we think it's round, right? Like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's a funny one, right? <laughs> that reminds me of this is an example of straw manning someone's argument. Um, and I try, actually, I don't try not to have an opinion, but Tucker Carlson on Fox News was interviewing Bill Nye. Okay. Good on Bill Nye for taking it because you can't, you can't give, you can't give a good answer in 30 seconds, but no, he was, the whole model is flawed. It's, it's fucked up. Tucker Carlson was like, well, how much, what percentage yeah. of global warming is caused by humans? Yeah. And I don't even know that's something that can be calculated. And, yeah, is that even a possible, like, so <laughs> Bill and I was like, <laughs> listen, man, well, it's a large percent, I'm sure. And he's like, you're sure? Like, where's your data for this? And I yeah. was like, wow. Yeah. You... And then he was like, well, you're not even a real scientist, Bill. And like, That's what he said to him? Yeah. What a and dick. I was like, wow, Tucker Carlson. That was really fucking ignorant yeah. of you. Because you he wanted to have him on there to prove... I, I'm sure yeah. it was. He want, he, I, yeah, I mean, when you... When, like, actually, I'm not in, sure I shouldn't say that. But he wanted to prove Bill and I was wrong. That, and, and there was no de- definite thing yeah. with global warming. Yeah. Which, fuck. And that's that's the media in general, right? I don't care if you're left, right, center, doesn't matter. up, down, wherever you're at, right? It's, we don't care where you are. It's the same, like the same thing. Whatever network it is, I don't care, right? It's you have this agenda argument. You already have your mind made up. How do we fit this into thirty seconds? And like, it's such a stupid model. It's, it's such so a stupid, stupid model, right? Because it's thirty uh, seconds. And oh, we're off to commercial. Sorry, see you later, Bill Nye. Right? Kills me. It, like, kills You don't actually say anything, right? You're saying things, but you're not actually saying things. You're just... Everyone knows ahead of time what you're going for, right? And the burden of proof is is always... um, Oh, God, I'm going to mess this up. It is on the person that states the fact. So, I think, right? Say that again, so... The burden of proof. So, Bill and I was saying the global warming was, you know, thing... Yep. He has to prove that somehow. Yep. And he, but you can't do it in 30 seconds. Yeah, you and can't do it in 30 seconds. Tucker Carlson was looking for this really quick thing, and he's like, oh, yeah. you, don't have the, you don't have the proof. And, and then he just shut him yeah. down. And Insane, was, I don't know the exact number, shouldn't be evidence that it's all a, sh- a sham and a lie, right? And so, like, it, it's, it's a very... You, you, so, you steel man somebody's argument. Yeah. Um, if you really want to be a better human in general, yeah. steel man it. Yeah. And then you can either, and sometimes I find when you're steel manning their argument, you can even walk them into a corner. You can box them in. Okay. <laughs> and then they're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then it's up to them of how they... Right. You give them, you, you don't give them a way out, right? You give yeah. them your way out. And I'm not saying I do this on purpose. This is just something that happens sometimes when you steel man somebody's argument. Yeah. And this is just like you can walk, debate. Like, you can, yeah, you can just you walk them into this corner. They walk, they walk with you into a corner, yeah. and they have nowhere to go, and they have to, they either have to just explode and be emotional, yeah. or admit they're wrong. Yeah. And this has only happened maybe a handful of times with me. Yeah. Um, but try and steal man. Try and you know look up all the reasons that it's true yeah. or, or whatever. But make sure they're 
And, and for the love of God, don't say you did research. Just say you read research. Please, for the love of <laughs> I God. Did. I did research. I did research. I, I was in the lab. lab. I had to see you form a hypothesis and go to the lab and just find how you're going to design the trial. And I, then do you, it. And then You read research. Yeah. And if it's a fucking article, yeah. just throw the goddamn thing out. Yeah. Unless it's written by somebody that's like really good in the field. Yeah. But you probably don't know that. Yeah. You should do more research. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that thought process and mindset would just benefit everyone very, very much so, regardless of what you think or believe. Yeah. Um, man, mindset's such a huge thing. Yeah. Okay. We could probably close on that. Could. Did you want to get a little bit more into social media stuff? We definitely about? can get... I could, okay. go, I could go all day into I social mean, media. I mean, I got a little time. I don't know about you. Yeah, so... <laughs> So what I what I had people do was send me the advertisements, screenshot the advertisements they were getting on Instagram, or if they saw anything that was like a like false claims, okay, or not false claims, but claims. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly doubt he's gonna listen to Call the podcast. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Please. V shred. Okay. Somatotype training. Okay. So this is based I think on I've your. Seen this guy's ads on YouTube or something. Fucking hate this guy. So um, I don't hate him. I shouldn't say I hate him. Um, <laughs> hate I, let me say what I like about him first. Okay. Is I don't think he does steroids. Okay. So that's good. Okay. Other than that. Okay. <laughs> I think that's all I have to go on. Okay. Um, so give us the. What is he saying? What is what he is says that you saying? need to eat. Your macronutrient split should be based on your body type, whether okay. you're mesomorph, ectomorph, or why am I forgetting the last one? Ecto, meso. I am blanking as well. Let me look. Um, endo. Anyways, yeah, endo. Uh, Did you say that? Yeah. Oh. Somatotypes. Let me just do this. Um, here we go. Somatotype training. Yeah, uh, ectomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, theory behind that, you know, was okay. Was ectomorph skinny, right? Yeah, ectomorph is like skinny. A hard gainer. Endomorph um, is like the medium kind of. They're the fat ones. I they're think. the fat ones. And then mesomorph is like the athletic, solid, and strong. Yeah, puts on muscle mass easily. Right. Like these kind of things, right? You cannot, this has been proven time yeah. and time again in research, that yeah. this has no yeah. fucking bearing yeah. on it. Yeah, it was a theory. It was right? a theory. It was a theory. Great. Proved to be not true. Proved to be not true. Homeboy thinks it is true. And so he built this career on it, and then he also has training. Based on? Based on your body type. Okay. Which, if it's going to be based on your body type, it should be based on your limb lengths. Yeah. Which I agree with. Yeah. On your anthropomology. Yeah. I, I think that's the correct term for yeah, limb lengths. Yeah, you're right. Um, is that what it is or not? Would he promote it? No. It's okay. based on your body type. Okay. Somato- okay uh, so it's strictly if I'm a mesomorph, right. I eat this way, right. I train a- this Avoid these foods. These oh, foods will these kill foods. you. Okay. Um, and then you know, I see him on YouTube as well. Like, yeah. The number one ingredient to burn belly fat. Oh, I'm this guy, yeah. <laughs> Listen. There is no special ingredient to burn belly fat. There just isn't. I'm sorry. There is nothing that's yes. going to burn belly fat except a caloric deficit yes. or more exercise. Yes. Yes. Achieved yes. by a caloric yes. deficit. Yes. <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. This is complete horseshit. And 
why people buy into this is because, and this is, this is, he tapped into some psychology here is people yeah. want to be assumed that they're special. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's why I, you know, this is good. why I've never lost the weight or gained muscles because, because my body type, my somatotype. My body type. And is, I was doing the wrong exercises. I was, wrong I was exercise. eating this food that he said I shouldn't do. And he says customized, customized workout plans. I got news for you. <laughs> they ain't customized. <laughs> if you buy them and they immediately are sent to you based off of whether you picked a three-thing yeah. box, that's ecto, not endo, or mezzo, that's not customized. <laughs> that is what we call cookie cutter. Yes. And cookie cutter... So has three versions, three versions of the program. So Maybe it is customized to an not, I almost bought them right. because I see. wanted to see... <laughs> But then I just couldn't. I could yes. stomach it. My <laughs> ego wouldn't let me. Um, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. And I think he's made millions off oh, of it. Oh, sure. Which sucks. Yeah. Because when you have such a big platform, if you used it for good, yeah. the imagine yeah, if you could just reduce, of oh, the 330 million in the U.S., if you could just reduce 1% yeah. of the 70%. Right. I don't know what 1% of 330 yeah. million is, but that's a lot of fucking people. Well, it would be 3.3 million? Three, yeah, 3.3 Fuck! It's a lot of people. It's that's a lot, lot of, people of people, right? That he could help. And that's... But he doesn't, because he like wants to... The edit. integrity, right? Ugh. Integrity, especially... I mean, in any business or... App culture. This yeah. is what we're in right now. We're in I app mean, culture. Any, and anything, you know, integrity is important, and, like, a, it can become a problem. But, like, in the fitness and nutrition industry, it's been like this for a long time, and it's not any different now. Like, there's this, you know, like you said, ab culture. Like, you know, I, I want X result, so I need to take this product. And, you know, these mark like, the people who started, like, these marketing campaigns back in the day were fucking geniuses, right? They figured out psychology. And there's a really good book on the nutrition side of things called uh, salt, sugar, fat, I think, or sugar, salt, fat, or something like that. Like, if you type those into Google and book, you'll find it, right? And it actually talks about the history of the marketing behind these big food oh. companies. So the crafts and the Bisco, like all these, you know, you know, processed food companies and the food scientists that they would spend their whole careers, you know, figuring out the perfect mix of ingredients. Oh, yeah. Right? To, and, like, they would actually... I mean, these were, like, smart fucking people. Real, legitimate scientists, neuroscientists, right? And they would do oh. actual studies on people, like, hook them up to, to uh, different FR, MRIs and, like, see what where... Lights what lights up Oh, what, shit. What the pleasure That's center... That's why the readers what, are so good. What really... You know, Science. what mix of the, the ingredients and what percentage of... You know, fats versus proteins and carbohydrates and, and salt and, you know, all these other, um, yeah. you know, artificial flavors that they use and things. What is a perfect combination that's going to get the biggest effect, you know, in your brain of like, oh my God, that is good, right? Yeah. Like why, how can we get this person to not just want one Oreo, but the whole fucking Maybe sleeve of Oreos, sleeve. right? And Maybe not be able to stop thing. themselves, yeah. right? So like... They were geniuses, right? Yeah. What if that, like, time, effort, money... Was spent on not w- making... Was spent on, like, 
you know, how to improve public health. And like, yeah, exactly. How to improve public health. So in 2020, we don't have 70% of the fucking population that's overweight or obese. Right. And that doesn't take into consideration how many of those people are depressed. Yeah. How many of those people are, yeah, it's um, the, it's the iceberg, right? It's the iceberg. The tip, the, this part that you can see, 10% see, of it. Right. Is they're overweight or obese. Right. And then Everything all the other wrong. things underneath Health. it, oh, you know, God. type two diabetes, increased risk for cancer, heart disease, stroke, all these things like, you know, the mental health. Right. And I know there's like this big kind of movement and push for the health at every size thing. Right. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm going to go on record and say, fuck that. <coughs> um, and uh, like, I understand. Yes. Like you shouldn't like, and it goes hand in hand with what we were talking about with the Instagram kind of thing. Like don't fucking beat yourself up about not looking like this Instagram model, but also realize the science. There is legitimate science, legitimate scientists who in unison will say this increases risk for a ton of bad shit happening. Right. We can't dispute that. And look, if you're 400 pounds yeah. and you think you're sexy as fuck, that's fucking awesome. Great, but I'm telling you right now, you're not healthy. Yeah. And I don't think that should be. I don't think your. I don't think your weight should be celebrated. Maybe your confidence could be celebrated. Yeah, 100. percent But is it real confidence, or is it yeah. just because guys are paying you to watch you eat pizza? There's people yeah. into all kinds of weird <laughs> shit. The internet is a weird place. I don't. Anybody want to pay me to eat pizza? I'm right. I would totally do <laughs> Love it. Love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wish I had pretty feet. Uh, um, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't like that movement. I I think it's great that if you're, if you're, if you're healthy and you're confident, that's great. Yep. But if you're, if you're, if you want to be overweight and you want to be confident about it, that's cool, but you're definitely not healthy. Yeah. And like, like if, if you want to do that, by all means, do whatever you want. Do what you want. It's the United States. I don't care. I'm very liberal when doesn't it comes hurt. to that. Like, it doesn't hurt me. It has nothing to do with me. I don't care, right? Now, well, my insurance premiums are higher <laughs> because of people like this, though. True, that's right? True. That that's another argument. Um, but from like a just a kind of personal standpoint, like I don't care, right? But don't tell me that I can't say like being overweight or obese like increases risks for all sorts of things happening, right? negative health effects it has negative health effects right and yes a lot of other things have negative health effects too but don't tell me i can't say that because it's not like politically correct or you know politically correct shit is man we are getting it's we are getting weird here um (laughs) political correctness can only go so far yeah Um, it's a good thing but it's like it's like a, like, like one of those big clocks that like pendulum, the pendulum that mm-hmm. swings back and forth, right? It like starts on one end and then it goes all the way to the other end and then it comes back, right? It's the same thing. I just wish like it this just, middle ground, but it right? averages in the middle. Yeah, should. Um, <sighs> cancel culture and this PC shit is crazy. And I'm and for the seven people that listen to this, I might get some flack for that body positive <laughs> thing. I think it's body body positive movement. Yeah. I think. Listen, 
I want you to be confident. And if you're yeah. confident in whatever you're, way... You're not saying that it's, like, not a good, like... I'm not saying... Listen, it's fine to be confident. Yeah. But I'm saying you're not healthy. It's not healthy to be that heavy. Yeah. But it's like, listen, I don't like skinny girls. I don't... I'm not attracted to skinny girls. Yeah. I don't really have any friends that are either. Yep. But, um... And you can be too skinny. Yep. Right, you can oh, be sickly so. skinny, and oh, there's yeah. all kinds of eating disorders yeah. out there. I think um, negative health effects. Negative health effects there, but there's the, the middle ground is huge. We have yeah. this large portion of middle ground. Yeah, where you can join us, you yeah. can, you know. But um, and I just, I just think it's very unscientific to look at these statistics, to look at these facts that have been known for many years. And completely ignore them. Um, I get the human element. Yeah, hundred percent. I get it. I, well, for the most part, I get it. Maybe I don't get everybody's perspective. Yeah. I don't think you can get everybody's perspective, right? I mean, unless you're living in their body and their shoes, you can't. That would maybe that would be a good right. guest to interview right. is find somebody that's like body positive, heavy. Yeah. On the heavy side, I don't know. See what they just see what they <laughs> yeah, think. And like I think it's a good conversation to have, but and I, and I do think I want to put this out there. Like I do think there's a lot of people, like around this kind of subject, that do have really good ideas and 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 you know points. I just think it's the loudest ones that are, are the people that scream the loudest, regardless of the topic, whether it's politics, whether it's this kind of stuff, you know, whether it's the pandemic that's going on. It's the people that scream the loudest that get the attention, right? And they kind of hijack the the idea, right? Um, because, like I said, like if someone wants to be whatever weight, like awesome, go for it. But I have a problem in you spouting it as yes, yeah, spouting it. You should be you should be forty pounds heavier. Like as a health and fitness professional working in this space having the education that I do on physiology and the body and exercise exercise science all that nutrition like it is I can't consciously like in like without like throwing my integrity out the window say that 70% of the country being overweight or obese isn't a problem it's a huge it's problem. a huge fucking problem right and I don't know I would wish I wish I could find the origin of this this thing because I'm sure that it's warped now the body positive thing oh I'm sure, I'm sure 100% it's warped. just like everything the original yeah yeah it was probably fun yeah like I'm all for you know them making lingerie for heavier women that's fine I don't, and like yeah everyone like like I know everybody deserves to feel sexy been, they deserve to yes, feel sexy 100% and everyone deserves to feel good mentally Right? But we want to be healthy. We want to be healthy. And I, I think turning into this when you're not really looking at other factors is just, isn't, isn't, yeah, it's just silly. Silly. Right? Yeah. Um, then we have the opposite that I was always trying to get John to talk to me about is ab culture. Yeah. So explain what you mean by that. Ab culture, where... Abs is a sign that of you're that you're healthy. Yeah, which is bullshit. Total bullshit. Total bullshit, right? 
which is the other end of the spectrum, right? Going back to that pendulum idea, right? Mm-hmm. It's the other end of the spectrum. Like, there's, like, folks out there that are, like, bodybuilders, trainers, you know, in this kind of world where they're, like, if you don't have abs, you're not healthy, like, you know, which is just, it's, again, going back to the science, it's not true. Not true. Right? Abs have no, like, nothing to do with health. So, abs are, what you see, what you see is, it's called your rectus abdominis. Yes. And that is what makes up the front of your core musculature. Yes. But it is, it is, I don't think, it, it, it's not even 25% of the core musculature, yeah, is it? Very, I, I don't if know the exact percentage. I mean, it would be very, different on, I mean, just for like, on everybody. But. Yeah, so when we talk core musculature, a lot of people think rectus abdominis. Rectus abdominis, which is your front, that's muscles, your ass, right? yeah. But then there's two layers of obliques. There's something below that called the transverse abdominis, right? And then if you get more into the weeds, like the spinal erectors are technically core muscles, right? And basically your whole, whole thorax or like torso, right, is technically like core musculature, right? And then there's all these other ones, you know, that could be considered as well. But like when people say abs, they think six-pack rectus abdominis, yep. right? And so what we have today, again, going back to social media, is this idea that you need abs. Yeah. And if you don't have abs, you're not sexy. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Total bullshit. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, man. They're, yeah. You, hard abs to be sexy or abs to be sexy, I just, I don't think it's a thing. And if you don't have it, you're less than, which is total bullshit. Yeah. I know guys and girls that don't have abs that are way fucking stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. And they are actually way more mobile. Yeah. And they can do a lot more shit yep. than I can do. Yep. And it's not an indicator. Definitely not an indicator for health. Right. It's not. And and yes, like when we talk visceral fat, so visceral fat, for those you don't yeah, know, is um, is the fat that is essentially surround your organs, so like the belly fat. As males, we tend to hold more visceral fat visceral than fat. females, right? Unfortunately, guys, it's just the way our bodies are, right? Humans, men you know, tend to hold more visceral fat. And this or higher visceral fat levels are associated, again, with increased risk for all those things we talked about earlier, the bad shit, right? Um, and so, yes, you don't, like, you want to minimize or, you know, not minimize completely, but, like, control the amount of visceral fat you have 100%. But just because someone doesn't have, like, a, you know, a six-pack like Arnold, like, back in the day, like, doesn't mean anything. Arnold did drugs too. And Arnold did drugs. <laughs> so, right? yeah, uh, the Godfather, but he did. You don't have to. And this is this is the thing with social media is you're comparing yes. yourself to people. Yes. And another. So this is. And I love him. I think he's. I think he puts out a lot of great content. Mm. But um, you have people like um, uh, Matt Ogus, mm-hmm. who is just. I mean, his proportions are fucking insane. The guy looks incredible. Yeah. Um, and he's a natural athlete. I do believe that that he's a natural athlete. Um, but then you have to realize that he's 5'6". Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. he has this killer frame, right? So if you take... He's built for this, literally. He's built like, for this. If, so if you take 180 pounds <laughs> and you stuff it into a 6-foot frame, it's going to look a different. A lot different. And if you take it and you stuff it into a 5'6 frame, you're going to have different. much different. Right. Especially... And this is a genetic thing. Yeah. Um, genetically, for me, I have 
high traps and I have a really long fucking yep. neck. It's just yep. it's my genetics, right? Yep. Um, I don't I didn't do a damn thing to earn my traps. <laughs> but if I put on there, if I made some douchebag thing and I said, get yep. big traps now, right? Buy it for ten bucks, and I, I would take a picture of my traps. Yep. Somebody would buy it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But you have to realize that all these people, most of these people, oh man, I struggle not to say all of them because there's so many. There's so many of these people that just yeah. have great genetic proportions, yeah. and they're gifted. Yeah. But this is what you see. It's yeah. kind of like the NFL. There are very few average athletes in the NFL. Yeah. Even the the lowest of the low. Even the lowest of the low, because you have such a small subsect of the population yes. there. Is so much more athletic. Than so much more athletic and built than we are. Than we ever will be. Yep. I can train to be explosive yep. till my fucking eyes bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm never going to be you single. Yeah. You'll be more explosive than you I were. I will be. Right? You can improve upon these things and you can get better. And like, by all means, if that's your goal, fucking go for it. Go right? for it. But you're not... You're the never going to be these. Usain you're just you are, not, not going to be Derek, right? Yeah, I'm always going to be. I, I will be Derek. I will be try and be the best Derek you can. I can be. Yeah. Um. But that's what you see. Yeah. And it's great to emulate these people because it may maybe but but emulate their hard work, not yeah. what they were gifted yeah. with. Exactly. You have to go after that instead. So and realize it's your journey. Right, these people that you see, like you know, athlete, not athlete, just like you know, good-looking Instagram person, right? They've probably spent a lot of time doing these things, whether it's really they're really strong or they're really fast, right? Or they're you know they just look amazing, right? They put a lot of time, to some extent, into this, right? They probably train for a very long time, so like recognize that your journey is different than theirs. Right. Yeah. You may be on like square one, where they're on square twenty. That's where they started. Yeah. That's where they started. Or, or they have worked. You know, they've had ten years under their belt lifting weights. Yep. Exactly. And so, what happens is you have these people that are just genetically gifted. Yeah. And they do a little bit of work, maybe some drugs. And there's a lot more people that do steroids. And I'm not coming down on steroids. Um, I think if you want to compete in the bodybuilding realm, yeah, if you're if you're in physique not, sports like, is your thing, and you're in the, if you're not like competing in strictly natural, like you kind of have to. You if have you, to if you want to be like good and like make something of it, you have to. There's no way around. You have to do it, right? Um, and it's not like they're not like one thing too. Like that kind of drives me crazy. Like especially around sports, right? Like traditional like American sports, like baseball, football. Like yeah. when you think back to like Mark McGuire, like Fuck. Sammy Sosa, like these guys that got popped for steroids, right? All these people, like especially like if you look on like comment sections and shit, they'll be like, "Oh, steroids," right? When in reality, athletically, they are freak athletes, and they have put so much time into their yes. craft, right? Yes. Yes. They did take steroids, and yes, it probably did make them better, right? Well, more power to drive. But right? don't you think or no? I, I don't but, know. I, I, I know hitting baseball is like yeah. one of the hardest things to do, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like hitting a hundred mile an hour fastball, good fucking luck, good luck, right? Let alone hitting you know sixty whatever home runs, sixty two home runs to beat Roger Maris, and then end up at seventy whatever they ended up Fuck, at, man. right? 
to like so to say like just oh steroids write them off like that actually does drive me crazy like I can't stand that yeah you just yeah you can't do that yeah yeah, yeah. and like it's yes it did give him that little edge because at that level like man it's like how many a, people are on a baseball team on a on the full squad I don't know what they're at now 22? I mean this year's a little bit different. no more than that I mean with pitchers and all that but say you know say uh, you play second base like there's a couple people on the roster right there's a couple people um and then you know see there's like you know how many teams 30 something teams fuck I have I no I'm not a baseball one. guy but <laughs> this is bad I used to know all this shit load. there's um, gotta be a lot there's like 30 teams yeah. right say that NFL there's 32 teams right and then you know there's all these people that didn't make it to that level or in the minor leagues below them and then like the people who were really good and were good in college but didn't make it, and then the people who were good yeah. enough to make it to college but didn't go past that, then the people who were good in high school but didn't go to college for whatever reason to play. Like so, there's like all these people, right? So to just like write them off, like Mark McGuire off as oh he did steroids, everything he did is erased. Like yeah. I think is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what this, his hitting statistics were like. How many times he was getting on base or making contact? Yeah, before he started juicing. Yeah. But I'm sure he was... I mean, he was good, yeah. I'm sure he was batting well. And, I mean, you look at, like, a guy like Barry Bonds, right? Barry Bonds was, like, kind of probably the epitome of the baseball juicer, right? Because you look at early in his career when he played for the Pirates, like, he was, like, he was tall, he was athletic, he was super fast, right? I mean, he had power, too, because he was such a good natural athlete, right? But then you look at him after, you know... The hormones start coming in and, you know, Fuck. injecting things, and he's just a monster, Ripping. right? Yeah. And, like, everything he hits, if he doesn't strike out, he's hitting, like, into the into the bay in San Francisco, Which right? Which was wild. Which yeah. was wild. So fun to watch, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I think, <laughs> I think what, like, and just because somebody does steroids doesn't make them a bad person. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's nothing it, to it do It doesn't with, make them a bad person. Like, and it, I think a lot of people have to, like, Barry Bonds was a dick, from what I understand. It's, but Mark McGuire was a nice guy. It's impossible to know without being in their shoes, kind of like we talked about earlier, right? But, like, to be at that high of a level, like, you have to be extremely driven, right? And, like, you want to get that edge. What's going to give you that edge, right? Okay, you're already putting in work. He's already hitting in the cage who knows how yeah. many hours, yeah. right? He's already training. He's already doing all the things he can do in, like, these outlier cases, right? And then, okay, somebody says, well, what about, you know, I've got this stuff. Like, you take this. Like, this can make your game Balco better. Industry. Right? Right, yeah. Balco <laughs> comes in, right? Um, and then, oh, okay. Then, then things light up, right? Okay, how do I take it further, right? Did you, excuse me, did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary? I did. What'd you think? It's fucking incredible. Right? He so would win at everything. Exactly. So it's I, like, obviously he's one of the greatest athletes of all time and like the outlier of the outliers, but it's like that little edge, right? Well, his work ethic, not only was he gifted, because yep. he was very gifted, but he, but, he worked. Yeah. He like, and the thing I really liked about his documentary is you can just see that he's a fucking leader. Yeah. yeah. And he would put that team on his back yeah. and he would lift them up and then they would just... Everybody got better around Jordan. Yep. You had to. You he, had to. He would, or you'd quit. It was a necessity. And, that, and it was very interesting to see, too, like, his different styles of leadership. 
Whereas like some players, he was like kind of took him under their wing, like built him up, like positive. But then others, he knew that like okay, if I don't get in this guy's face and piss him off, like and like really motivate him that way, he's not gonna get better. So it was just like really crazy. You know, thing and like in Phil Jackson as well, like the two of them, the Zen like, master, right? Man, they call like that yeah. is like if you haven't watched that and you're listening to this, like stop the freaking podcast right now watch and that. go watch it yeah. because honestly, that is one of the better documentaries I've ever seen. Even if you don't like basketball, yeah, even if you don't, I'm not a huge basketball fan. Like, if you want to be a better, better, yeah, if you if you enjoy, see what it takes to be the highest level, watching people that are really good at what they do, you'll enjoy it. Right? It's no different than like listening to like Elon Musk talk or something like that, or you, guys you know, on another planet. You know these these people that are like they're so incredibly good at what they do that you just can't deny it. Yeah, and and that's so, and that's that's that pulls us around to the steroid thing. Yeah. If if you if you really want to be the best, yes. and you already you're gonna do it, things. You're gonna have to do things. And like so, and like. Who's to say? Like, who's to judge, right? Yeah, like, I'm... That's always been my thing, too. Like, who decided that, like, steroids were not going to be, you know, in professional sports or, you know, sports yeah. in general, right? Should, you know, the average person be juicing, like, just to get bigger arms and bigger chest? No, right? But listen, <laughs> but if you want to do that... If you are willing to take the risks, right, and to do this thing to get better at whatever athletic endeavor it is, whether it's bodybuilding, powerlifting, you know, ball sports, if you're doing EPO and you're a cyclist, like, you know, if you're doing these things, there are risks associated with them, but that's totally up to you, right? Yeah. And it's, it's not my job to judge you for that, because guess what? I want to be good at what I do, too, so I get it to an extent, right? Like, I understand that of the... Hmm, how do I get better at this? And, you know, these people who are at the top already and fighting with others who are at the top, like, any little thing's going to give them an edge, yeah. right? So, so yeah. again, I just don't like... Here's, here's my problem with steroid culture is yeah. um, people are not transparent. Yes, yes, that is 100% true. So my favorite athletes, yeah. physique athletes, um, Dr. Mike Isertel... And uh, Jerry Feather, mm-hmm. both very open about their use. Yep. And they're fucking massive. Yeah. And, and, and but they say that. Smart. They disclaim that, they right? Disclaim they're not it. saying, do this. Yeah. I don't take drugs. Look at how big I am. Right. Look at how successful a bodybuilder. Uh, yeah. And like Louis Simmons, like at Westside, like crazy, right? What was his thing? He says, somebody came in there and he's like, I want to be the strongest guy. And he goes, all right, well, you're going to have to work out really hard and take a lot of drugs. Yes, yeah, right? But he's like honest about it. And like in all his interviews, like it's another really good documentary, um, West Side versus the World on Netflix. If you're into anything like, you know, if you're even remotely interested in kind of strength in general, like watch this. Even if you're not into powerlifting, like geared powerlifting and stuff like that, like it is just really crazy to watch and really cool. But like my point being like, he is 100% upfront. Like, if you want to be the strongest man in the world, like, you gotta take steroids, right? Yep. Because guess what? The top guys, they're taking steroids. So if you want to, you gotta do it. And yes, there are drug tested federations and stuff like that. But, you know, even then, it's man, like. Man, I will. Let me give you a. Yeah. Okay, have you ever competed in powerlifting? Yes, in powerlifting, okay. not bodybuilding. Okay, so. I got tested in the bodybuilding, and I was super yeah. happy to get tested. Yeah. Um, 
And I didn't know the results were going to be immediate. Yeah. So that makes me wonder if they were really, if they just collected urine for show. Okay. Or <laughs> if they actually tested it. Or if they're just like, you're going to pee in this cup, we're not actually going to test it. Oh, everybody's clean. This is it's weird. Completely. Yeah, you got to wonder, right? So, um... And you can cycle off and on. And yeah. If you know the science, like, there's, so there's guys out there. Have you seen like, Icarus, the documentary? Icarus? Yes. Fucking crazy. Another good documentary. Great. We just keep bringing up documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, basically how to beat the system for the Olympics. Olympics. Olympic drug testing. The, this Russian doctor, I think he was from Russia, right? Yeah, from Russia. And figured out how his athletes, Russia's athletes, could beat the Olympic training. And not cycle or, off drugs. Yeah, the, and not cycle off just to beat the test, right? Craziness. So, um, so my thing with steroids is be transparent. Yep. If you're pushing a supplement brand, yep. And you're on steroids, and mm-hmm. you haven't disclosed you're on steroids, and you're saying yeah. it's a supplements, fuck off. Yeah. I I absolutely detest that yeah. because I would love I, I would if I had infinite funds I would love to batch test these things. Like, take a scoop of protein from these people and send oh, it into the lab yeah. and have it batch tested and see mm-hmm. how much protein and BCAs are really in this thing. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I mean, some of them are, like, have been lab tested, like, third party. Some. Some. Right. And some claim it. And some claim it. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of claims, right? But there are, like, examine. Like, they're a pretty good organization. Great. Yep. Um, examine.com. Examine.com. Like, if you have any questions on the supplements and, like, you know, different things of that nature, like they're very good about, you know, removing the bias and just being like straight up, like this is what it says, this is not true, this is true, right? Um, and if you, and teas and detoxes, these are, <laughs> these are, <not laughs> I, I can't believe I still see this shit. And I, 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 I don't think it's as big now, but it's still big. Well, because Dr. Oz is already padding his pockets and fuck that guy too. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how these people can't like, face like legal repercussions i know like the way the system i know like the supplement industry is by design not regulated not regulated by the fda FDA, right correct so they have some facilities that are inspected by the fda but that doesn't mean they're batch tested exactly exactly it's because it's kind of one of those things like oh your mom's coming home at the end of the day when you're a kid you're supposed to clean your room you know, kind of like tidy up the obvious spots, right? You didn't like mop the floors, you Stuff didn't sweep, you didn't dust, you yeah. didn't, yeah, you shove it all under the bed. Oh, yeah, look at that, it's clean, right? So, my, my, my thing, don't take advice just because somebody looks really good. Yeah. But I also wouldn't take advice from somebody who looks really bad. Yeah, there's like, again, there's that pendulum, there's right? There's a middle ground. There's a middle ground. There's it's always, why I always come back to this? And there's always room for you. In the middle ground. Yes. Um, yeah. Ab culture, steroid culture, those two things kind of go hand in hand. Yep. Um, Let's kind of talk about what you, uh, this, uh, the polls that you put up about the coaches. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, so I, my, it was skewed. The data yep. was skewed. And I think I told you this because yep. most of the people that follow me are in the fitness industry yep. or a trainer themselves. Yep. So they've heard of Mike Boyle. Yeah. So what did you do? So I put up a picture of Mike Boyle next to um, Brad Castleberry. Oh, that was Castleberry? That was Castleberry. God, that been known to use fake plates. He's a huge fucking douche. Um, Look up his Instagram and then you'll... Please don't even look at his Instagram. (laughs) Uh, Don't give him any more followers. Uh, I'll be honest, every now and again, 
I you go just gotta to see like, what he's up to because like he's stupid. Just yeah. because like it's so absurd and so blatantly just like bullshit. Yep. That like I remember before uh, he was famous, he would go to the Arnold and just walk around with his shirt off. I, I that's how I initially really met, found out who he was. Yeah. This was like five years ago. God, the Arnold man. I was just like, who is this fucking asshole with his shirt yeah. off, sweating with <laughs> back knee? <laughs> Brad Castleberry. The Arnold man, I love it, but at the same time, God, I bet it was so pure back in the day. Before I don't it, know, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it ever. Now it's just all supplements and energy yeah. drinks, which don't marrow all over energy drinks. All right, love some um, caffeine, but. So I put up this poll and I said, who would you take nutrition advice yep. from? Yep. Not training. Okay. But people might have just read training anyways. Yeah. And so it was, it, it was skewed to Mike Boyle. Yeah. But most people, but most so Mike people Boyle, for those of you who don't know, is a very well respected and like kind of pioneer in like strength and conditioning. Awesome. The guys um, forgot more than I'm ever going to learn. And just, I mean, he's an old guy now, like probably in the sixties, but like he's been around forever and like he was very on the forefront in our industry of really good information. Give him a follow. Yeah. And, uh, listen to what he has to say because yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. He's several books. Yeah. Um, yeah. the guy's really, really good. Yeah. Definitely go and listen to what he says. You can go watch Brad Castleberry's fuckery yeah, just, if you want. Yeah, just but, for craziness. He's but, like, I, I'll, and I won't compare him to Bradley Martin because I, I think Bradley Martin's hilarious. I don't follow him anymore. He's more of a comedy type yeah, of guy. Yeah, he's more comedy, but also huge. Yep. And I don't know if he's transparent about his use, but he should be. Yeah, I, I, I the guy's know. fucking I don't follow huge. Him but enough, before, he was actually a really good Olympic lifter before the Jews. Was he? I didn't he know was, He is very athletic. Okay. And he kept I mean, I know that. I've seen like his crazy it's, videos on like, jumps and stuff like it's that. It's impressive that he kept that with his size. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I didn't, I didn't know but that. Very good Olympic weightlifter. And and I, I, I like him uh, yeah. in general. Brad Casper is just a huge douche to me. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but would I take lifting advice from either one of them? Probably not. Um... So you have to be careful where you get yeah. information from. And that's the problem with ab culture and steroid culture now is that, um, a, a, I'm just going to say it, a lot more people are on drugs than you think. Yeah. And just like, like all the genetic differences that we talked about, like just going to someone's like Instagram page and like, I actually, like I used to post a lot of like, f- like shirtless, like photos of too. from the, I did too. from like the photos like three years done, ago probably. And, like, yeah. Like, it gets like, traffic. Bullshit. Which is yeah. crazy. And like, but then, like, at some point, I was like, all right, what am I actually doing here? Am I just, like, inflating my ego? And, like, yeah, people are, like, hitting like, hitting follow. Or am I actually adding value? What right? audience do you want? Yeah, exactly. And I think, I know here we want a more informed audience yeah. that's more open Yeah, and not, even if you're not informed, like, are you seeking looking, it. yeah, are you seeking it out? Are you looking to grow, like, and improve your fitness and health? The growth and, mindset. And nutrition, right? Or are you just like, wow that chick is really hot or that guy has really nice abs, right? Follow, like... Yeah. Like, that's... Ugh. Ugh. So, like, you can't... My point being, like, don't just go to a page and hit, you know... Definitely don't buy shit either. Don't... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, the don't buy shit just because someone, like, looks really good. Yeah. Um... Because it doesn't really mean it. Or if they lift really heavy weights. Yeah. Because you have or to remember. if you're really strong. Like. You have to remember that um, if you take a cross-sectional from power lifters that are very good at what they do, yeah. you're going to find an inordinate amount of them are shorter 
with better limb lengths that are advantageous to lifting heavy weights, just physics, physics. and um, I mean, some of them just have really beautiful technique too. Yeah, I mean, some are, some are really well yeah. practiced. I'll, I'll talk about um, Bryce Lewis. Yeah, Bryce Lewis is just. Uh, Gorgeous squatter deadlifter. I mean, yeah. he just he just is. He everything he moves, he moves very yeah. well. Love the way that guy moves. But again, he is like, I want to say he's five eight. Yeah. I think he might be shorter than that. And he's competes at two forty. Yeah, so he's a big guy for and the frame. Pull sumo. I, I'm sure if you pull conventionally, dust me anyways. Yeah. But that guy's very practiced, right? And he's very educated. Very educated. Very I would educated. definitely give him yeah. definitely give him a follow too. Um, but you got to remember, his limb links yeah. are just different. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. You have like, to keep that stuff in and mind. Like, to get really strong, like you have to kind of know what you're doing to yeah. some extent, right? That's kind of like the, the you know, it doesn't mean it's the right things to do. Right. Right. But it can get you really strong. So if that is like your number one goal, like I guess, sure, right? Yeah. Um, like, but I would follow, so I would get advice from somebody like him if you're a strength-based oh, athlete. 100%. Like, he's a perfect, like, I mean, he practices what he preached, but he's also very educated. Very right? educated. And he was under Eric Helms' tutelage, who Eric Helms is just, to me, he's yeah. the end-all, be-all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Man crush. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, that That being said, just be conscious of, like, who you're taking advice from. And it's, like, kind of like the, the motivational speakers that don't actually, have never really done anything other than be motivational speakers. Like... You know, it's kind of like that, like Why predicament, would you even right? To these people because they're really good at talking. Fuck. They say really cool things, right? Fuck, but like the kind of you know, here I am in my garage, guys. You know, do you remember that ad on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's where everybody starts. <laughs> everybody starts in their garage. Here I'm in my garage with my 19 books that I read a day, and it's oh, next to my Lamborghini, God, and it's name? because Tyler. Oh, I can. Picture him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's the name, but whatever. Who cares? We're unfiltered. Um, Everybody has their own. And I don't, I don't know like the guy's background, but I just found it very funny that he was like plastering all these YouTube ads, kind of like the Samantha type guy, like, oh, I got this Lamborghini because like I read all these books, right? And it's just a silly. I think books are great. Books are great. But Education in general. If I was gonna read, if I had to read nineteen books to get a Lambo. I would have, like, at least one Lambo by now. <laughs> I might have a Lamborghini in the garage. I'm not saying I'd have two, but I might have you one. might have one. No, I definitely have one that. Um, but you just, with the ab culture, stereo culture, you have to be careful what you let in. And so, um, I mean, I go and trim my list. Yeah. I think that I go concept, and trim my list. You have to be careful what you let in. Like yeah, that covers like the social media shit earlier, like the Facebook yeah, stuff we were sure. talking about, like the, the you know the training and diet advice, like all that stuff. Be careful and conscious of what you let in. I think right? we we all know somebody that, that's on Instagram that posts only good shit, mm-hmm. but you know in real life they fall apart almost daily. Yeah, they're in shitty relationships. I'm not saying this is all one person, but yeah, um, they're giving relationship advice, but they themselves are in a fucking horrible relationship. Um, they're giving workout advice or they're posting a workout that is probably built for them yeah. if they're knowledgeable anyways it's built for them that they just want you to do yeah if it has box jumps in it or burpees <laughs> fuck please make sure your landing mechanics good 
I don't do them. John, do you do burpees? No. I mean, the only, so like, being in the jiu-jitsu and martial arts world, sprawls are essentially... Okay. That would, that's a burpee, so I have done lots of them in the past. I don't, like... No, I don't use them as a conditioning tool. Okay. The only time I do them is when I'm trying to prevent a takedown and gotcha. like, smash somebody's face. Right, so there you go. You know, <laughs> that's but I don't do them for a conditioning. And I'll occasionally have like, you know, as kind of a fun little challenge, like, you know, for someone like let's see, you know, do burpees in this context if they move well, right? Yeah. But it's one of those things that's so overused, and it's like I anyone can like put them into a workout and make you really tired, like. I can, anyone Fuck. listening to this, come do a workout with me. I can make you so fucking tired. I can make you puke, right? Yeah. But is that what you need? No. And if you want that, we yeah. have other issues. Yeah, and if you want first. that, right? If, that, if, like, burpees are the way to, like, punish yourself for whatever things are going in your mind, you might want to talk to, like, you know, a therapist. Um, we can recommend some. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I do know a good one. But I don't know about you, but I've been there, like, workout-wise. Like, I think workout-wise, I go... If you've ever been in, like, that weird thing where I you, wanna, like, punish yourself? No, I'm no. very... I've always... I have stage of that. I've always been very moderate yeah. when it comes to the volume. Yeah. Um, not the weight. Crush yourself with volume? Crush myself with weight. Okay. With weight. I see what you're saying. Okay. Not necessarily the not volume. Not necessarily the I'm volume. a moderate... Moderatist? Yeah. I don't know what that's even a word, but when it comes to volume, yeah. I am like, okay, I'm going to start with 10 sets of muscle group per week, yeah. eight for my hamstrings because they can't handle any volume. Yeah. If I'm in a, if I'm in a hypertrophy cycle that is building volume, I will um, increase my sets very slowly, yeah. maybe one set per muscle group per week, not even yeah. per workout, but, uh, we could do a whole podcast. We should do a podcast. We should like do like a, a protein, programming, protein, fat, carbs. Yeah, we should programming. Let's do a nutrition one. Nutrition, we could do. Let's do, uh, you know, a basic nutrition one, maybe. Yeah. Just for average folks, and then, um, and that's where we need it. You guys help that are listening to it. Yeah. Um, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, we actually had decent downloads for the last couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to know what people want us to talk about because we could cover a broad range of things. Um, or we could just bullshit like this. Yeah. So long. This is fun. Yeah. Two hours, but it really didn't even seem like it, two hours. It just goes so fast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're looking at the clock. Yeah. You got your Okay. Here, so. Cool. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in, and um, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about next time. We'll either have a guest on. Well, we'll probably announce that later. Maybe I'll just add that on later. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Yep. Talk to you soon. Bye. Just stop. Uh, yeah. Or pause. Just the pause. Or. Yeah, whatever.